This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Duh. Welcome to a special edition of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Tonight we paint the town bronze as we welcome Huddersfield Town's most stylishly dressed employee in commercial director Sean Jarvis. We also have the slightly less dapper Neil, Cozzy and myself Matt in tow. <laughs> so welcome Sean and, th- Sean and thank you for coming on to the podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure. So a lot of people know you as the commercial director of Huddersfield Town. You've been here for 13 years. Yes, that's right. Let's find out a little bit more about Sean Jarvis pre Huddersfield Town. Where where did you grow up? Who who did you support as a kid, and how did you get into football? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, before uh, I go into that, I, I just want to um, give a shout out to Dave Schofield, um, I, one of our fans, big supporter of the club, who's been uh, a sponsor of the club, been a fan of the club, been a member of the ATT panel. It's been fantastic at the moment, um, fighting an illness. Um, so I kind of want to wish him every success in his battle against his illness. Um, he is a tremendous uh, lad and epitomises everything about Huddersfield Town. So, uh, so from me and all everybody at the club, we wish him every well in his ongoing battle. And all three of us as well. Yeah, it's safe to say from us as well. We all know him well. Um, Okay, so in terms of me, uh, me as an individual, um, yeah, born and bred in uh, in the Midlands, in Leicester. Um, and then I moved up to Yorkshire when I was 18, uh, studied up here in Yorkshire, um, met a Yorkshire lass, got married and that was it. I've, I've stayed here ever since. So um, I've always lived in and around Huddersfield and Halifax area. Um, I grew up watching Leicester City. Some people will know... Um, that was my my team when I, I was a lad, and my hero um, was actually Huddersfield man was uh, Frank, Frank Worthington, yeah. 
Um, I used to love watching him play. It was, it was magical. It was the Paul Gascoigne of the day. Um, and you know what? I see him nowadays on match days, and, and to this day, he remains my hero. Um, a truly fantastic footballer and a, and a real gent as well. He's suffering a little bit through uh, dementia at the moment, and I wish Frank every success in his battle as well. But what a what a superb player! Um, when I moved up here, I studied up here, studied business studies course, um, worked a lot in in advertising. So in the eighties, it was all the red braces and the big mobile phones and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then, uh, as I kind of progressed, I started gravitating towards sports marketing. So I did an awful lot of marketing around uh, the Premier League. So I worked with the likes of Carling when they sponsored the Premier League um, and, and people like LucasAid back then uh, and one or two others, one or two of the national brands. So it was a great experience. And then um, fast forwarding from there, I kind of got approached by Oldham Athletic. Um, they wanted me to go and work uh, for them. And I did that for seven years, seven uh, incredible years and uh, one of the years we probably don't have long enough to talk about it but one of the years I actually ended up buying the club no uh, along with the accountant at the time so I actually owned at the same time it was Roman Abramovich buying Chelsea I bought Oldham Athletic and I didn't have much money as, as Roman so um, but it, it was it was in a really poor state and um, we we kind of rescued it um, and got it back on its uh, back on its um, sort of right course, and then um, three American lads came in, bought it. Um, I think they've since sold it now. But um, and I spent a year with them, and then I kind of moved away. Um, had the opportunity to come across to Huddersfield, sort of thirteen years ago, where I worked with both the rugby club and the football club, uh, which was interesting. So I did a bit of time there, and then uh, and then Dean Hoyle. So I did that for about a year or so, and then Dean Hoyle came in, and then Dean sort of said, "I didn't want you wear, what, um, working for the rugby club. I want you focused on the football club." And then the rest is history. Really, I've kind of been working with with uh, with Dean for for twelve, thirteen years, and and gone from League One to the to the Premier League. So it's been been an interesting journey. How does the approach differ then between Ken Davy? And Dean Hoyle, because you've got two very different people there in many respects. <laughs> you think? <laughs> and, and yeah. One, uh, one's kind of, yeah. one's a, it's finance based, isn't he? And I've, I've worked in, in a finance sector before and I know what finance people are like. They're very much bottom line oriented, aren't they? And Dean's obviously a little bit different is he's, he's built a business up from, from the bottom. What was the approach to marketing and commercials like between the two at the start because obviously the Huddersfield ones developed as we've gone up the leagues but yeah how how was that because Andrew Watson was obviously involved wasn't he at that's the time? right yeah Andrew Watson was was chief exec of the football club at the time and uh, was a director of the Giants at the time as well that's right hmm. in terms of the individuals yeah you're absolutely right two very different characters Ken Davey background is obviously financial and, and I think that reflects in his kind of decision-making process. It was, I won't say laboured, but it was um, sort of very methodical in its approach. Mm -hmm. um, and, and arguably in, in football, you need to be a bit more fast moving in, in terms of that. Dean Hoyle, in my opinion, more entrepreneurial. 
was kind of more a risk taker, whereas maybe Ken was a, a little bit more risk aversive. Um, would would be, would be my opinion. And I think Dean Dean came in. Um, Dean, it's fair to say, Dean, you know, has always been a town fan. I think you know that the, there is footage where he. Uh, ran on the pitch Very, yeah. <laughs> and we should have barred him you know but, but um, he's he's always been I think Ken Davey the stories are before my time the stories are that he obviously bought the rugby club uh, with the football club on top of that mm-hmm. so was Ken Davey a, a football man from early so probably not I think it was his late wife who was the Giants fan wasn't it that's, that's right think, and she, um, yeah, he's from Bridlington that's right yep. that's right um so t- two very different characters, and you can see that. You can see how it, how it has run. I mean, I I worked with Ken David for a couple of years um, under his uh, stewardship, uh, which was uh, commercially um, commercially uh, you know, okay. No, not not too much different from from what Dean did. But we were encouraged with Dean to be more entrepreneurial, um, and uh, you know that for me fitted with me. Uh, and worked a lot better with me. And, and one of my favourite stories about Dean is, I don't know if you recall, we did pink and white stripes. Mm-hmm. And I remember Dean had taken over and I phoned him. And he, he won't thank me for this, but I love telling this story because it's the day I got one over a big retail magnet. Um, I phoned him up and said, right, we're doing these uh, pink and white striped shirts. Is that the Macmillan one? That yeah, one? that's right. Yeah. yeah, we did it with Pink Link. And we didn't play in them back then, but we, we had them on sale. And he said, oh, I'm not sure about that. You know, and nobody was really backing me at that point to sort of say, come on, let's do it. So I kind of phoned him and said, tell you what, Dean, I'll pay for them myself because I believe in it. And I think that was probably the first moment Dean and I kind of probably connected a little bit because he probably saw a bit of entrepreneurial in me. And uh, he went, no, I like that, let's do it. So we did it and we sold a thousand shirts within, I think it was 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, things like that. And, and for me, that was the one that kind of, I always remember that, yeah, you know, he's a retail magnet and done brilliant with the car factory in the works, but I actually got one over the retail magnet. So I love that story, but um, I've not got many of those, but he's, uh, but yeah, Dean Hoyle, very entrepreneurial, um, for, you know, very clever, very passionate about his club, um, cared about his club and has done, I think we all agree, a truly magnificent job uh, over that period of time. Well, one other story came in from uh, Ian Boothroyd, and he says, do you remember scoring a goal from the corner flag in a half-time contest a few years ago? <laughs> Good man, yeah. Um, that's right, I forgot. I think it was a BBC website that came up, um, came up to filmers about scoring a goal from a corner. Um, and uh, I think I did it on the second attempt. So first attempt was a bit short. Uh, second attempt went round, bounced one time, went into the goal, but... Um, my, we spent youth. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a cultured football. I was more. A, I played at Huddersfield Amateurs, and I was a centre half that kind of, um, you know, that, that John Smith's advert, isn't there? Where they have it. Have it. That was kind of my style. <laughs> a bit, a bit, of, a bit of a crash bang wallop. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that yeah. was me. And it, uh, if any of the lads that played football, they'll tell you um, that that was my game. More, and my, uh, more Andy Butler than Terence Conger. Hundred percent. Yeah. My, my uh, and this is how fast I was. My nickname was the Galloping Tortoise. So that, that tells you how quick I was as well. So, but yeah, you know, um, I, I am proud of that. My other claim to fame is I actually beat John Sheridan to the crossbar challenge. I played right. at Oldham. We went out one lunchtime, did the crossbar challenge. Me versus him. 
and I beat him to it. He didn't like that, so that was good. So I claimed that one as well. I've, I've seen John Sheridan, and he always seems to have a bit of a, a yeah, resting, a uh, a resting yeah, yeah, I've got a scowl on it. <laughs> Angry. Williams streaking across the halfway line, runs into Christopher Schindler and Town knock it forward. De Platras forward. De Platras got the better. Yes! <laughs> and Laurent De Platras scores. Laurent De Platras scores. He bumped off the keeper. So we'll, we'll dive into commercials as well. And yeah, why not dive into the, the immediate as well? So it's questions we've got. Uh, and it's also coming from uh, Jodie Calvert on Twitter as well, where she's, she's mentioned just how beneficial has the Premier League been commercially to Huddersfield Town? And... Does relegation set us back any steps? And can you put into some context for non-business people, which is us as well, Jody, uh, just how do two years in the Premier League um, do they make a big difference, or is yeah. it back to uh, back to step one? Yeah, it's it's a great question. Um, there are some quantifiables to the benefits of us being in the Premier League, and there are some unquantifiables. What I mean by that is is for example. Has been in the Premier League. Um, you, you've the the values that we can command for the commercial properties. So I can tell you that the front of a shirt, uh, a, a club of our standing in the Premier League, would fetch in the region of five to six million pounds uh, in the Premier League. In the Championship, you're talking half a million. So there you got you got five and a half million difference. So that funds that you've got there, you know that build your commercial revenues same with the LEDs and um, you know and again I can tell you it's, it's to the value of around 50 to 60 thousand pounds a minute on the LEDs in the Premier League it's nearer 4,000 in the Championship wow. so you can sort of see the huge differences that, that does that count when you're not on TV as well or is it only on TV yeah because because the Premier League every game is broadcast mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I think the lowest was something like 136 countries uh, our games were broadcast to uh, around the world. So, so the profile is absolutely enormous. Um, in the championship, there's nowhere near that profile. We get the odd game, you know. So when we come up against, um, we have a Yorkshire derby against Leeds United, I'm certain we'll be on TV and that'll be broadcast. But, but when we play Brentford, that's not going to be broadcast. When we were playing... Chelsea, Man U, Southampton, whoever it is, we were broadcast. So, so that's what um, people like OPE they actually pay the money for because they're broadcast around the world. Um, you know, we have seen sort of shirt sales in around different parts of the world. So, Australia, uh, uh, Denmark, uh, Germany, you know, the the Baltics. Ireland, they've all increased, so they're quantifiable. They're all revenue that's come into the club. We've seen companies like um, Wiesman. I always re- refer mm-hmm. to them, and that's probably plug number one as commercial director. You better get used to this because I'm going <laughs> to plug in a few. Um, um, they came on board um, just as we were we were moving up the table. Stuck with us for the two years in in, in the Premier League. I am delighted to say they are staying with us again for further two years. They believe in our culture as a family club. So you pick up things like that. They're German-based, aren't they? German-based, yeah. Big, huge German brand. Um, it's a smaller brand in the UK. But I, I was, I had a beer with the, the marketing director the other day. And do you know what? They love Huddersfield Town. The reason they love Huddersfield Town is it, it's a family club. We do things in the right way. Um, we treat them the right way commercially so 
and it's about building those relationships. Are they involved with anybody in Germany as well, or do they, have they just come over to the British yeah, market? Yeah, they, they, they have a couple of teams. I think they have a box at uh, Dortmund, um, and I think they um, uh, have some support at uh, a club called Schalke, where some managers gone to recently. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they have a presence over there. But uh, they do some motor race Sporting uh, sponsorship yeah. in Europe as well. Why, why did they pick Huddersfield then? Is, yeah, is that um, with our links to Germany, or did yeah, that come before that? Good question. I, I I actually made contact with a German representative who uh, could help promote um, Huddersfield Town in and around the area because yeah. obviously we had a number of German connections with David, with Chris Lube, Schindler, etc. Yeah. So it made sense that we kind of almost go into that territory to try and create some links and you know, if you look at Kirklees we're actually linked to an area of Dortmund yeah. as well so it all kind of stacked up a bit like three years ago the stars kind of aligned yeah. so I sent this this German representative gave him all the information about Huddersfield he came over a few times he then went a number of businesses that we we'd identified and talked in German about what Huddersfield town was so there's yeah. that connection there they then came over, got to know us, we got on really well. And you could see that connection was was there to be had. Yeah. So Wiesman then decided, yeah, Huddersfield Town is, is the team for me. And I think this is what one of the benefits of having the Premier League, the international players has brought, is that people like Aaron Moy, you've seen pockets of fan bases pop up in, yeah. in Australia. Um, you know, the Danish lads, little bits over there and in the Baltics um, you've seen the German you know when we had Hef here you know we were seeing team lads yeah. coming over yeah. that is fantastic I was sat next to a load of uh, Dresden fans at Wembley mm. they, they got, and that's they to be embraced yeah. you know that's to be embraced and we want them to become Terriers yeah. you know and I think that is who we are we are the Terriers and that's so important and we want to educate those people yeah. and once it's in your blood it's in your blood. People like Wiesman that you just mentioned, us getting to Premier League is actually a bit of a an unexpected reward for them, isn't it? Because they came on before we got there, so they've sort of joined the joined the the ride before and got the unexpected bonus of absolutely. worldwide exposure. Which fair play to them for taking that chance on town. Do you know what? You're absolutely right, and 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 I'm incredibly proud of the businesses that have supported us along the way. Yeah. The local businesses. Let me tell you, there are people out there that will spend all their marketing budget, and I can think of one or two with Huddersfield Town, yeah. and they will take that punt. And I am so pleased that they've been with us for the 10, 13 years. They've had those two years, and let me tell you now, we. I've got a retention rate around about 95% of the Huddersfield 100, something that we've created, the concept we've created. And again, those people have become town fans. Yep. They've become people that believe in their club. And I think this enga- we, we were talking earlier about the engagement of the fan base, of the businesses. Yep. We want them to feel part of this whole community. I mean, taking it from away from sort of your job for a moment, I, I've seen the benefit of that from I'm going to throw it in Huddersfield Street Kitchen at the moment we're, we're out there trying to get sponsors and whatever else and the response that I've had because I've got a fair amount of followers on Twitter and what have you I put everything on there you'll have seen it yourself it's all over the place yes. um, the response I've had from Huddersfield companies Huddersfield town fans from 
from their perspective, they, they really want to get on board with something like the Street Kitchen. It's a good sort of feel-good sort of project and Mallington's Blinds, Elm Hall, nice. um, f- fantastic. We've also had good news that Town Foundation are getting joined in. and Brilliant. It's little things like that and it's that's all, I mean, I'm, I'm shining it from rooftops, so that yeah. all comes from Uddersfield Town people. So it just shows you the kind of people that are our fans are yeah. generally speaking they're just good people without without question i think one of the things one of the positive things that we have done in the dean hoyle era was engage with our community support the community yeah so you look at the yorkshire air ambulance and the uh, the, the, the 10 years that we've been cycling the two million quid that we've raised for yeah. that the sleep out, you know, um, see Janet and Dean on there, you know, things like that that are supporting the kitchen. Yeah. And, and we see that in, in Huddersfield people. Um, you know, every town, every city will, will, will have their own DNA. Yeah. We see it where people want to support. And when we've done things like the, the bike rides and the sleep out and, and the walks, the support that we get from the fan base, from the business community, I think is second to none. Yeah. And and I know Burnley have done a, a bike ride, I know Southampton done one, and they're great, but compared to ours... Yeah, I mean, you can't have envisaged that getting to oh, 10 years. 10 years, I mean, £2 million pounds later. Phen- phenomenal. But we, we've said it, I mean, because you're, you're quite a big advocate of this, as a, as a football club, yeah, it's great winning on a Saturday. It's great getting promoted. It's great having good times. Mm. But when I you've got a football club that's part of the community and think, helps people away from a Saturday afternoon. I think that was right disappointing for me, Neil, when the kicks were flying in with a lot of the national press and some of the rude, what sort of seal done for the Premier League, waste yeah. of time, what's this club ever done? And I think what I really liked about it, that a guy stuck up for us called Henry Winter, yeah. who commands a lot of respect, obviously, in the you know national kind of industry and stuff. Yeah. And he really shot... You know, people down, and and I really loved the fact that he was there at the last day. You know, against Manchester United with Dean and everything. He he knows what it's about, and, yeah. and you know, it's, to me, it's not about. He, he it's, understood. It's more than Huddersfield yeah, Town. It is. It's more. It's more than that. You know, it's a local club, and I think that's the best thing we've done it our way. You know, yeah. we've reached the summit. Obviously, we've dropped down, but I think, I think the modern day fan though, it's just. It scares me, yeah. some of the views and the boom and bust. These people have big influences on some of our younger fans. So when people yeah. are, you know, next year, what does mean? Do people expect... Short-termism, isn't it? Yeah, do people expect to go straight back up and, you know, spend all this parachute money out? Just worries me a little bit. And I just like the fact that we've got people in the club that we don't want to be a Bolton, we don't want to be a Berry. Berry hadn't been paid, you know, for about 11, 14 weeks. And I think yeah. we've got to remember that. But, yeah, we want to be ambitious, but it is. I mean, we've seen Derby, boom. Will it be yeah, there's, there's, there's got to be there's got to be level headedness about it all, aren't there? and the fact that like you got to ten years of these bike rides is it's, it's frankly it's ridiculous. It's, it's gone that far, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for us, we are a football club, so we want to win matches. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, from the boardroom down, we play on a Saturday afternoon. We want to win those. Absolutely, matches. Yeah. there is no doubt in our minds that we want to do that, and without question. Yeah, I'll say here now we want to win that division next year we don't enter a competition to lose we enter a competition to win um, but it's more than that as, as Cosy has said there it is more than that this football club is uh, is about its community 
what it does within its community. It's about how it engages with um, its fan base. It engages with uh, the charities that are, are yep. around the club. You know, we've if you look back, we've 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 built a kitchen for Hollybank Trust. We've uh, funded a, 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 a nurse at one of the hospices. Um, you know, we've we've put defibs in schools. We do magnificent stuff with the Town Foundation yep. and the Breakfast Clubs. Yep. These are all parts of what make Huddersfield who we are. They're the parts that make us proud. Absolutely. As well as promotion makes you proud. The fact that we're helping people who need the help. It's, and I think that is so, so important. It is. And equally, I think we've got to be proud of, and you know, the businesses that back the club. I'm yeah. a commercial director, so I'm bound to say that. But you know what? Those businesses that back the club, traditionally people say, oh, the porn sandwich began. Yeah. Well, they're not. These people actually are becoming town fans and our town fans and you know what they will back the they're, club. they're just real people we, we, exactly. had, we, had, we had Robin who works at, at the club turned up with plates and cups and stuff for us and and Andy Needham from Approved Foods dropped down a few boxes of stuff and it's that's uh, that comes from how the football club has been run since Dean I walked in the door that, yeah. that's where all that stems from I, I agree and I think you know that that must not go. That that's who no. we are. Yeah. Um, you know that that that's what Huddersfield Town is. That that is our DNA. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And, and um, I I can speak for the new chairman. He will continue that legacy. Uh, he wants to do more of that, and he probably will put his own little stamp on what he wants to do. So I think that that's here to stay. I've already told him the new chairman's got to come on the bike ride, which he's not happy about. So, um, Get your like her on, Phil. Yeah. So I think, you know, those sorts of things are what, what make Huddersfield Town, without yeah. question. Definitely. Sean, question from, from me, sorry, Matt, but you why have we got three club shops within yards of each other? Why not build a decent club shop? I don't understand it. Why? Yeah, yeah It just question. seems odd. It's almost like to me... Yeah. It kind of sums up a little bit our Premier League. We never maybe thought we were going to be here for a long time. So we tried, instead of building something really good, we yep. were like trying to fudge three shops when one had been really good, a brand new shop, or is, is it more complicated than that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. It, it's more complicated than that. It, it is all kind of linked to uh, the stadium and the stadium ownership. So in terms of a new shop, we, uh, we actually wanted to build the shop out to where the pillars are. Um, I don't know if you can visualise that. Um, But um, we weren't allowed to do that because of safety regulations and KSDL and all those. Yeah, narrow the- Usual stuff. Yeah, Yeah, usual complications that you would get. Um, The the stadium, the space is used to its maximum capabilities. So it's incredibly tough for us to do that. If I could redesign it, I would. It's still a magnificent stadium, but could redesign it I would so we kind of took the view that right we need to create an alternative um, and we we felt that the, uh, the the shop that was near the entrance to the leisure center that was a right thing to do but then we wanted to get the traffic that was at the top of the stadium um, that was coming in towards the, the, the cow shed end if you like um, so we put those two in to sort of increase the volumes and hit the traffic that we're going to get. Um, the shop this year is, has been a huge success. We've done really, really well in terms of past two years in terms of sort of sales of, of kits. 
Um, the, the one at the top has not done as well as we no. would like. It's just frustrating when you go in the shops like, well, we don't sell it here, it's in that other shop, but you have to go in the other shop. It's like, yeah. well, hang on a minute. Yeah, it's, town is not like Barcelona. It seems a bit complicated. Why not yeah. just have one shop? I agree. And I think um, going forward, uh, I went to Dortmund a couple of times and I love their model. They have a separate building where they have a retail unit and ticket office and they work together. And it's a, they actually got a coffee shop upstairs as well. So it's a great sort of um, spiritual home for the, for the retail and ticket office. In an ideal world, I would build that. Um, you could knock this geese slope on the head, couldn't you, and build a, build a decent <laughs> one? Yes, good, good I want my uh, cable car in order, so mate. Yes. Oh, you're coming on to HD1 now. You know, but I think... You know, I think that the, the uh, intricacies of HD1, KSDL, uh, ownership, make it incredibly complex for us actually to do something that appears very simple. I think, you know, going forwards, um, I've I, I always said this, I'd love the football club to own the stadium. Whoever plays there, plays there, but that would be my dream. And then we can make those decisions around that to, to maximise it and commercialise it as best we can. Easier said than done because there are collaboration agreements, you know, a history that you kind of go through. So you kind of have to work through those and try and get the best deal you possibly can. Is that something the club will push for though? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm certain. You know, it's it's all right sort of saying, Sean Jarvis here sort of saying, yes, I want to own the stadium. But uh, I dare say if you asked uh, Ken Davy, he might turn around and say, yes, I'd love to own the stadium. So. So there's, there's kind of things like that you would have to negotiate yeah. and discuss. And that they're, they're sitting around tables discussing with the council. The KSDL board is made up of two directors of, of Huddersfield Town, two directors of, uh, of the Giants and, and two from uh, the council. So they then have to sit down and work it out. And I think those discussions have been, have been long going, ongoing for a number of years. For me, there comes a time where you've got to look at it and you've got to go, how do we make it work better? Yeah. How do we make this work better? What, what, what can we do? And I think there's enough grey matter in that room to come up with a, a better solution. Yeah. Uh, what that solution is, kind of intrinsically linked a little bit to the council situation, intrinsically linked to HD1 development, yeah. uh, to where Huddersfield Town are, what, how successful Giants are. So you've got to put them all in the pot and then hopefully get the right solution. Um, me as a Huddersfield Town director, of course I want it for Huddersfield Town. Yeah. I think that's frustrating for me, Sean, and you could never possibly say this, but the stadium company have been a joke. They've contributed nothing for Huddersfield Town. I look at Stoke, who were in the Premier League a lot longer than us, but there's a bit of a legacy there. Their corners are filled in, their ground looks as improved and other grounds are improved. Ah, just dropping to bits. It's all right doing a flash, you know, BT Sport, zooming on the helicopter, then beautiful stands. Analyze these holes in the roofs. The ground's are a joke, you know. To, in my opinion, there's been nothing spent on it for 20 odd, 25 years. And it's almost like anything that has been, like the pitch is kind of funded by Huddersfield Town. It's so frustrating. I, I, you can't fool me. Them, some of them seats have seen better days. It, it needs doing up, doesn't it? And that as well. But we've got some someone here who's got 40%. Some random grey seats up by us. Neil, yeah. they've got 40% these people in there and they're doing absolutely nothing. Tell me what they've done. Tell me what they have done. Nothing. I think there was something to do with that scoreboard. Or, you know, again, was it... What, tell me anything else they've done, mate. They wrecked the pitch with Little Mix. Yeah. Oh, that, exactly. <laughs> take that next week. Yeah, but then they kind of washed their hands <laughs> They'll take that, that end. Well. <laughs> Honestly, the sooner we buy that 40% out, the better. And that's what disappointed me. We've had two years, big catch and stuff, and the stadium is, is 
It should be better it's than tatty. that. Yeah, it is. It is tatty. It's not. It's not nineteen ninety four. It's twenty nineteen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you feel better now because yeah. he got that off your yeah but plan. some people will say well I don't bother about Stim I worry about getting his players in for next season but it, it matters to me though mate where it, it, my, I don't want to live in an house because that's where we live in it that's falling to bits and well yeah it's not falling to bits but just walk around it it's it's it needs doing up doesn't it I mean yeah. Dean's even said this in his q and I'm not speaking out of turn here he's said that the end of the ground needs refurbishment and repair but why should it always be able to show talent are fucking out for it all the time? So the football club spent a lot on it, yeah. didn't they, at the start of the Premier League exactly. to bring yeah. it up to speed? Certainly, yeah. I, I know mean, it's contactless is coming in, it's totally random, but that, that that's a step in the right direction as well, right isn't it? That's good, isn't it? Step in the right direction, absolutely right. And, yeah. and, and you know, delighted. Plug number two, Yorkshire Payments, one of our hey. corporate partners, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, destroying our bank balances. <laughs> Cheers, Yorkshire. It's not really Yeah, you know... I, it, it can be frustrating uh, if you've got three individuals living in one house. Wants to build one, wants to build an extension, the other doesn't. Who pays for it? Oh, you, you kind of have all those difficult conversations. It, the football club, as as over the past couple of years, spent a lot of money. I, I, I can't. Imagine. It is millions yeah. in terms of refurbishment of certain things. Um, you know, media room, uh, the the lights, all those sorts of things. It is frustrating, and I think you know this is where there is an argument to sort of say, if the football cl- club takes over it, then it takes its full responsibility and it's got to drive it as it sees best. Me as commercial uh, director of the football club, um, I, I obviously believe that we could do so much more with it, but um, it is what it is. Um, we just have to continue to work hard and try and get a solution where we want. Does this bring challenges as well, Sean, with, in terms of sponsorship and ad- advertisement as well? Because obviously there are advertising boards. I presume those boards don't get removed on match day and they're there for Huddersfield Town and Huddersfield Giants. And if a sponsor comes in and says, I want to sponsor the stadium for five years, but I want to do this for football, do, does that then cause all sorts of different frictions when you're dealing with, K- uh, you know, KSDL and the Giants, etc. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we had uh, we Huddersfield Town bought the, for example, the LEDs, so the the digital boards around the around the pitch. Um, we paid for those. Um, Giants used those. Uh, they didn't want them, uh, but it was a necessity in the Premier League. Um, so they actually use them now, but but only paid for the technical service. They haven't contributed towards Huddersfield Town now. You can debate, is that right or is that wrong? And I won't go into that. But um, it can be incredibly complex because, uh, you know, the stadium, one of my biggest frustrations is the branding of the stadium. Um, We have a a team of decorators that will um, come into the stadium uh, on Saturday morning, early doors, uh, and I'm going to pay tribute to... Jonathan Wilkinson here, one of our, our, our employees, he will turn up at sort of seven, eight o'clock in the morning and decorate the stadium as best he can, the corporate areas, the lounges, etc., um, to make it look like Huddersfield Town, you arrive at Huddersfield Town game. Yeah. He will not go home till midnight, having taken it all down, because he has to take it all down um, in one day. And, and then the Giants will play on the Sunday. They'll decorate it for their games. They'll have their own teams. But then you come in on a Monday morning and the decorations are still there. And I feel for Jonathan on th- and simple things like that. And actually, 
is that fair? Well, okay, it's a Sunday, you know, we have to take it down for them. So it, it can be frustrating. It is what it is. And you just kind of almost got to get on with it, if truth be known. Um, yeah, in this digital world, you would, you'd like to invest in digital stuff around the stadium. So flick of a switch, it can go from blue and white to claret and blue. That's not cheap, of course. Um, and we would have to pay for that. So it is complex. But then... Uh, do you know, for me, and I'll give you an example, you know that the the, uh, the trusses above uh, the Kilner Bank stand, I, I personally would love to see uh, three stars on the, that, that truss. So when players come out, three stars are overlooking, three big stars overlooking the pitch. Well, that's great, you know, that, that, that can be achieved, but actually Giants probably won't want that. So we would have to take that down for their games. Well, then it becomes impractical. Practical. You can't get a crane in to take them down. So it's things like that that can be frustrating, really. And we talked earlier about having big images of, of Chris Schindler when he scored uh, and he took that chance. Um, you know, yes, we could do that. But then the Giants would say, well, we would need our branding equal side El Crabtree on there or something yeah. yeah and that's fair enough but then you start getting blue and white and claret and gold and it yeah, looks messy first, yeah. you've got all different sort of styles of fonts and it looks a bit higgledy piggledy and it does now it does now so you almost go well if I could take my scrubbing brush scrub it all down and then turn it all blue and white so it becomes a home and put us fit I would do that tomorrow but it's not a, not as easy as doing that of course absolutely not and in terms of KSDL, I don't want to go into the rental agreements and formulas because that's a yeah. that'll take about an hour to unravel <laughs> unravel those. But one thing that you've got coming up and you've announced on social media, I believe, is a new fan zone which is going behind the South Stand. Yes, uh, uh, yes, I think uh, there is a team that is working on the fan zone as we speak. Um, that's driven by. Anne Huff, Julian Winter and our support services team. Um, so they're currently working the logistics. As to how that will look, um, I'm not 100% sure. Um, so that is work in progress. For me, obviously we had the fan zone down at PPG Canal side. Uh, in the first couple of years, it was brilliant. It worked superbly. Um, and then obviously we took the decision to change PPG Canal side. So people started to drift away from it. Uh, so you saw the fan zone sort of decline a little bit. Um, in an ideal world, you would have it at the stadium anyway, but with kind of other things that were there, it's difficult to do. Now we've managed to find some space that we can actually do something. Um, so having the fan zone at the stadium is, is a great thing, um, I think. You know, it's going to require a lot of hard work to get it how we want it to to, to be really and that's down to the team uh, that I know we're working on it at the moment okay because that'll obviously infringe a little bit with the away section I would imagine there would just throwing this in it wasn't on my list but would there be any be any chance that the whole south stand would ever go to Huddersfield town fans and it would make it easy and you could maybe move the yeah. away fans round a little bit to either one of the sides never say never um, never say never because I think you know, when we, 12 years ago, we always wanted the South Stand mm -hmm. kind of split um, and put our fans in there. 
and it was incredibly difficult to get that decision through but eventually we managed to do it um the parties worked together and managed to do it so you would never say never in having that whole stand as we stand sit here now um it's unlikely the reason being you then need to find certain areas that have certain segregation mm -hmm. that allow for the away fans to go into that mm -hmm. area then you would have to take into account all the um i'm going to use a big word now ethnography so all the logistics of getting in and out and how people behave and where they walk mm -hmm. you have to go through all that process um for me I, I i would shove away fans up in the right hand corner out the way and then we have the rest of it but that's easier said than done you've actually then got all the logistics of entry points extra points all those sorts of things so of course and um, there's people who've been sat in seats for 20 years obviously won't move and that brings whole different challenges doesn't yeah, it yeah so i would never say never i would never say never but um for the foreseeable future i think you will have um, that the, the that stand split uh, with your away fans. I am delighted that, that the take upon season cards this year has been what it is because that then allows us to keep that stand. Mm -hmm. So you you know we've yeah. got fans in there. Sean, what we see at this, some of our Leeds fans are like, well, I were taunting because they didn't go up. Said, don't worry, because in a couple of years, if we split championship, we'll be having that four thousand back because all your fans that have jumped on board have <laughs> lost interest. How, how would you reply to that? Mate? I like the yeah. fact they're still thinking yeah. they'll be in the championship. That's well, a good yeah. start. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Does it worry you the kind of this? Do you think maybe someone hanging around for one season and then let's see if we get back up, or, or do you think do you really think we've this Premier League has developed a kind of legacy dynasty that's going to see us right, or will it all be about success if they come back? It, it's, the, a, it's a combination of both. Yeah. I think. Um, we have definitely we have definitely seen a new generation of fan base come to the football club. I would say that's that's in the region of four to six thousand people that have now become Huddersfield Town fans, and we will actually sell more season cards in the championship this year in the championship than we did last year in the Premier League. So that tells you something. That tells you something. We're working hard at it. We're not we're not far off our eighteen thousand mark. It's about 64 uh, did you tweet yes uh, 64 I tweeted the other day uh, I'm not checked today but we'll, we'll be down to sort of 50-ish and they'll be ticking away I haven't really surprised me were you Neil I think it's phenomenal it's brilliant I, 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 I honestly after this season didn't expect it to be anywhere near a sellout on that front I didn't it, it, it's phenomenal isn't yeah. it but that tells you something and I think that's as a consequence of as yes been in the Premier League 10 years of hard work yeah. building relationships having an unbelievable atmosphere that's been created in there, a desire for people to want to go to uh, the stadium and be part of that yeah. atmosphere. But let's, you know, let's not kid ourselves. We, we do have to have a football team on that pitch that gives all, that will keep those people coming back. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, this, this season, to, to get the level of support in the ground every week for literally 90 minutes when you've scored how many, how many goals we've got on this season 10 something like that <laughs> I've missed two yeah. of them as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. But to, to get the level of support that we've had in such a grim season that has been nothing short of spectacular to be honest it's that it's that it's just imagine that with a good season I mean that's does it does it surprise you Sean how many people are coming to the stadium because I remember years ago, I think it was Nigel Clibbins said in a Q&A, I might be paraphrasing, well I am paraphrasing it because I can't remember exactly what it was, but he thought the ceiling of Huddersfield Town fans was around about 15,000 people. So does it surprise the board that 
there's 20,000 or so knocking on the door wanting to come in and there's 18,000 season tickets gone and where do you think the ceiling is for a club like Huddersfield if we did do alright in the Premier League because it does sit in quite a saturated area full of is it 1.2 million people I don't know why I'm looking at you Neil you haven't googled it but there's there's around 1.2 million in West Yorkshire isn't there so does it kind of sit in an area whereby there's a lot of competition but if it does well and it and it and the club shines and it's yeah. whole ethos shines is it one that could what's the limit for a club other yeah. than David Wagner said no limits well I'm, gonna, I'm just about to quote, <laughs> quote a former manager no limits really but um, yeah I think uh, is there a ceiling yes to a degree but do you know what sustained success your ceiling just goes up and up and up and up and up you know and that's that's what we want we want sustained sustained success how you how you de- how you, you, you sort of describe that is open for debate. Everybody looks at it differently, don't they? Niels, yeah. Niels thinks the, you know, the stuff we do, the bike rides, a great idea as well. Yeah. Uh, other people are only interested in the results. Three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. <clears throat> so everybody's different, aren't they? On? Well, this is it, and I think we 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 as custodians of the club have got a duty to try and continue to attract a younger fan base to give that football club longevity. And the Premier League has, without question, done that. You know, um, my little lad plays up at Barkisland Cricket. I'll be up there and watch him train. And there's kids playing there, got town shirts on. And for me, that that's what it's about. We've got well, a, while they're playing cricket. That's a bit weird. Yeah, they kind of have a kick about like, <laughs> The yeah. game's gone, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, we've got to do that. We've got to continue to do that. And, and I think we are all ambassadors of the football club. And this, this, is, this is the thing where... This engagement is so important. You are all custodians of, of Huddersfield Town Football Club. So you have a duty to try and attract the next generation of supporters, people yeah. that you know, and encourage them to come to the games. And if we can cap- capture them, get them bought into the atmosphere, the players, you know what we stand for, then that will just build and build and build. Um, am I surprised by it? Um, Yes and no, uh, yeah, because the, the fan base buying the season cards have been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal uh, for next season. Um, I'm a surprise, no, because you can see it. You can see it in people's way. They love this club. Um, I think they were 10, 15 years ago, clearly disengaged. Yeah. We now have an engagement and we can't mm-hmm. lose that gate. The ATT panel, you know, things like this. We've got to continue to talk to our fan base and be part of the fan base. <clears throat> You know, and I've been on the Millbridge buses. Yeah, um, yeah we all have a thing. <laughs> and I live, <laughs> the cubs are regular, aren't you? Your liver's yeah. still on it, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, we've stood on the terraces, you know, things like that are incredibly important. And we've got to continue to do that. We've got a job to do, but I think that's what makes Huddersfield Huddersfield, you know, and that's who we are as a football club. I've got one question from um, a chap who listens to us from Texas in America, uh, Joseph McGregor. Um, he, he uh, unlike these two, likes Game of Thrones, so we've got that in common, despite him being miles away. Neil's, <laughs> Neil, look on Neil's face now. Um, so he said, because obviously he's based over there, I think Joseph got into Huddersfield Town because of David Wagner, because of his uh, American sketchy... Ameri- I ruined it a little bit for him and told him he's re- you know, his, his biological dad wasn't American. And <laughs> yeah. I think it upset him slightly. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph. Um, but um, he's just... He's asked how would obviously now Huddersfield Town are no longer in the Premier League. The Premier League does so much advertising yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, is there any value or interest in expanding Town's fan base? Is what he's what he's doing. So some clubs, for example, I know this is expensive, but some clubs, Crystal Palace, 
for example, uh, bought a club in Baltimore, I think, Crystal Palace Baltimore. Yep. Is that not saying are we going to buy a club over there, but are there any sort of plans to get a foothold maybe over there and build anything up? Yeah, um, no, no, no plans as such. I know we have uh, created a, a link with the academy with an American uh, in Nebraska, there. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so that's that's good. That's a good early sta- early step. Um, get ready for your plug number three, Fired Up Corporation. One of our uh, yeah, you go. one of our uh, partners. He actually for the past five years has been um, paying for uh, some of our coaches to go over to China. And a smaller, I say small, it's none too, it's about a two million population area. I did want to ask you about that actually, whether, because yeah. a few years ago there's quite a lot of businesses locally went over to China and, and there's it, Guajon, was it? Well, yeah, not far from um, Guajon. And it kind of went a bit quiet. Yeah, I'm just wondering I, if that's still I, still ongoing. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you about that. I mean, that 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 is, uh, that development of the fan base at the grassroots level is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. And, and Richard Kay, the MD, he's he's working hard at continuing to build our profile. He's passionate about the club; it's his club, um, and he's over there a lot. So that, that that's great. The Chinese market is an incredibly difficult one. Um, we went over that those five six years ago, how long ago? And, and we started a dialogue with with people, and you've got to be you've got to have a sustained presence in there. So I think it's probably not another for another 10, 15 years before we're actually starting to see real grassroots mm. from, um, from, from that area. If we're in the Premier League, that accelerates because of the profile. And the same, the same applies to around the world, really. We, we've got expats all over the place. I think the new, uh, the new deal with uh, the Football League in terms of the expats being able to watch the games, that's going to help a little bit. Uh, I think we've got some work to do through our uh, uh, our membership and our support services department on how we can actually build that. Um, yeah, that's that's a question that's coming from quite a few people about the iFollow service and if it's available to expats or yeah. people in the UK and what's available as well. So there's a couple from America have have asked that question as well. Yeah, yeah all those details, all those details will come out over the summer. I know. Uh, the Marcoms team uh, 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 we're going to be bringing out that information probably probably the next next uh, month or so I would imagine so they'll give you an idea so I think around the world they get to watch our games they pay for a subscription and watch our games so so that's a good thing um, I think um, yeah, I'm very friendly with uh, Melbourne Victory uh, Club oh, yeah. in Australia so I think you know. Was our, that our, Dean Heffernan? Did Dean Heffernan play for them, or was that? No, it was. A, I think it was Perth Glory. Perth Glory. Um, they all sound the same, don't they? Uh, yeah. Things, so, so uh, you know, it's funny. I, I had an email from one of their directors the other day talking about how we can create a link, whether it's knowledge transfer or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think we've got a job to do. When you're in the Premier League, it's far easier because mm-hmm. your profile is out there all the time. As as we sort of said earlier, you broadcast hundred. 30, 60 countries. So, so that, that's your advert. When you drop to the championship, it's harder. So you've got to work harder. Then you've got to make a decision with the resource that we've got. What is the return on investment? So, you know, we have a small team, commercial team, uh, in, indeed a small team behind the scenes that have got to work hard to try and build that. So you've got to make sort of certain calls on, okay, should we go to Denmark? Uh, and do, we did that this summer um, 
you know, it looks like Zanka and other Danish players might be leaving us this summer. So we tried that. We sold some shirts over there, but did it really work for us? Not really, but maybe it started something, a ball going, you know, a ball starting to roll. So you've got to kind of look at it and maybe experiment a little bit. And I think what the academy are doing with, with the American team, fantastic. You know, I, I chatted to an American company the other day. There's nothing to sort of say we can't create a bit of link over there. So it's it's how you do it with the resource that you've got. I see um, what you say. So you're dropping little seeds and hoping they grow out you all over the place. Yeah, uh, and we've got to rely on the people in those areas as well to try and do something. And for me, I would love the, the guys in the States to sort of cry, try and create their own group. You know, we've got um, Northwest Terriers, French Terriers. Yeah, know. they've got one on Twitter, USA Terriers. Yeah. Chris, uh, who's based in San Diego, yeah. I think, is yeah, the, yeah. the head of that. Yep. And do you know what? And I've seen the Facebook page, and mm-hmm. I think the more they can do of that, and we as a club can try and support them, um, then that can only be a good thing. Um, it will be a slow burner. Mm-hmm. If you go into the Premier League, it accelerates. And, and I've got to tell you, in the two years we've been there, been in the Premier League, you do start to sort of see these fan pockets start mm-hmm. to arise. And, and I think another year and another year, you then really start to create some sort of traction uh, around the world, particularly with the players that play for the club. Yeah, there's my mate Gav Walsh, he's based in Miami as well. So um, he's uh, he's doing quite well over there. So I might have another word and then tell him to get the, the gospel spread about Huddersfield Town over there. So I think that's absolutely right. You know, we can only appeal to these, these lads. You know, they'll have lads and lasses they'll, they'll love the jobs they'll do what they do but if they can some way help spread the word around Miami uh, even if it's an odd sticker and I've got thousands of stickers around the stadium from Galshed Loyal yeah Poser like song yeah. to me that's brilliant you know that that is brilliant it's just continual spreading the word and, and if we can do more of that all for it I'm not saying go and stick a load of Galshed stickers all over Disneyland or anything like that but you know what getting that message out there is not a bad thing I think what's quite good we've just talked about brand recognition a little bit there and I think what is recognisable of many football clubs when you think of certain football clubs the first thing that comes to mind the the, the vision that you get is the crest or the badge yep. so we'll move on to talk about the kits okay Hands with the flick, Johnson with the turn, Johnson with the goal, and the game turned on its head. And one man who I think would have a number of questions about <laughs> the kits here, and we've got quite a few on Twitter as you well. Buy any kit this year for the first time? And here he is. Today. You do <laughs> I never bought. You didn't get my money out of my shop. No, I bought a retro kit with that central midfield and that. I still contributed to good man, good man. the club, but. Uh, yeah, left field idea. To me, it seemed a, a cheap way of trying to win a few, sell a few shirts overseas. And obviously, it doesn't matter what badge you put on, it's going to divide opinion in it. Neil, we've seen the badges yeah, over the years, well. you know. But this was a radical change, and I just thought we were kind of God. I don't know how to say this without dumb, but just selling ourselves to the Premier League soul. And I thought that was everything that we weren't, but. I just felt like we joined that to me, and and I hope it's not around next season. The, 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 the biggest Someone thing for me it. on it, the biggest thing for me on it, was the fact that it didn't say Huddersfield Town anywhere yeah. on it. So the yeah. That was yeah, just the Terriers, and I I don't think we've been around long enough at that level. Yeah, that Premier League to sell yeah. it worldwide to get it abroad. Yeah, to, for people to know 
all the terriers are yep. what the Oldersfield town are yep. um, it was Marmite I have to sort of say um, <laughs> I think um, when we when we discussed it we wanted to create something um, that was a bit more modern a bit more fresh and I think you know the new terrier does that versus the old terrier um, and I think it, it, it freshens up the club it modernises the club it drives the club forward a little bit do you think sorry to interrupt you a little bit do you think sort of this is where maybe more fan engagement comes in uh, yeah possibly yeah 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 most definitely um, bearing in mind we did have because you know, people uh, do are quite passionate about yeah. the badge, aren't they? I think that's one thing we've learned over the last twelve <laughs> yeah. months. People are quite ferociously yeah, passionate about it's, it. Design, design is a very difficult one because once you start spreading it out to people, you have that many different opinions. You then get so confused about what you actually do, hmm. and never forget we had you know one of the biggest fans on the board who was indeed the chairman at, at the time. So. There was a mum there who, who could give us that inside info. Um, so, yeah, was it the right thing to do? Some would say yes, some would say no. You know, I know, I know people that love it. People actually um, really believe in it. Have had tattoos, and you know, uh, few, sort yeah. of see it's a modern, fresh approach. We always sort of said that it would be one year, and one year only, um, and it was when we when we when we announced it. It was a tip of hat. So the earlier days, days gone by, and the board kind of wanted to do that. Um, when well, I went to Spain, Sean, watched a game and, and I'd match a day two on my iPad. This is embarrassing, this. But they, Ulster Town were coming on and in the background on the telly were Ulster Town badge with three stars. Yes. And the my, it's, oh, it's a nice badge. And then it showed a close-up of, I think, Alan Moy. Eh? What's and honestly, and he was just confused. I just don't get it, kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. and he just, I suppose, if you don't try, you never know. But <laughs> yeah, we 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 wanted to make we wanted to do something different, um, and that was the key. As a board, we kind of went right. We want want to do something different, uh, and we went whole hog with a terrier. And I think for me, in areas it has worked. It's actually. Um, I think it's a really good iconic uh, image. Um, now, did we go too far? The crest was always there. The crest never disappeared. It was always there. Uh, did we go too far, too much with the dog? Possibly, possibly. But that's gone now. That year is gone. We learn from it, and that's one thing the Huddersfield Town will always do: is learn and move forward. Um, in terms of the crest going forwards. Uh, there will be an announcement, mm. I think, next week. Oof, exclusive. Uh, Better get this edited and out quickly. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, Pull your finger out, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> as to, uh, yeah, as to what day that will be, I'm not oh, sure, God. Matthew. But You're turning uh, your phone off, Sean. You're blocking yes, deleting your yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deleting Twitter. Oh. Yeah. Um, so so uh, the crest will be out there. It, I, I will tell you now, it will not be a rubberized uh, logo that is on uh, the new shirt. Um, it will be what's called an applique badge, so it's kind of an embroidered version that then is applied mm. to shirt, oh, nice. which is nice. what uh, a lot of majority of that, yeah. the clubs do. Yeah. I mean, the rubberized one is very much like the Derby County one mm. uh, yeah. that they always have, but but next year you will see a uh, applique badge. 
The Terrier, the new Terrier will not disappear. We will still be using the new Terrier, but not as prominent mm. as... as can can we throw another spanner in the work? Cosy's not a fan of the, the dog. There's something me and Neil are not a fan of either as well. <laughs> and that's the shield that goes around the crest. Okay. Uh, I've got an example of, of why here, and obviously no one can see this, but I, I look at the Premier League website, which we're, we're still on for a minute, and you can see the badge up at the top and what the shield does to the badge whereby it seems to shrink you know yeah. on a lot of a lot yeah. of media yeah. and the shield for me is kind of it kind of detracts a little bit yeah. from the badge that's my yeah. opinion it might it, I, I don't think I'm yes I don't think it's a popular opinion to be honest I think a lot of people quite like it but it's just something which me which kind of takes away from yeah. from the you know I think in an ideal world we'd love the an, an embroidered Huddersfield town traditional badge wouldn't we I think most of us but it's just just a little thing from me was the shield is not not my favourite I've said we don't we haven't liked the shield on other podcasts so I feel like now I've got it in front of me it'd be a, a little bit too faced if I just yeah, can't can't it. Oh, I, can't, I love it yeah I'll <laughs> tell you what but, Sean yeah, I mean the badge is obviously being done it sounds in the background and not how it's going to come but I never understand I know we've done it before and part of me thinks it could be sad so what so you've got to log in to buy tickets and what have you and that as well why can't we log in and vote for our favourite shirt for this next season? I, I'd, I'd love... Why can't we do that? We did it before. Part of me thinks if you put it on Twitter, Leeds fans or whoever, other fans... Yeah, are, do it. So it's just got to, you've got to be yeah. on email. It always makes yeah. me... I never get that, me. It's like, okay. we're... It's the, going to divide opinion, but we're the customers. Why not ask us what we want? Yeah, okay. Um, just coming back to the... We'll come to that, but coming back to the, the, the shield and the stars... The crest, the crest has evolved over the years. If you look at look back at all the different, yeah, the crests, centenary brought the yeah. Um, yeah. So it it will continue to evolve, even in years to come, it will continue to evolve. Um, but it'll always be Huddersfield Town. That's that first and foremost. That's what it, it will always be. Mm-hmm. Wearing that shirt, the crest will divide opinion. Some people love the stars. Some people hate the stars. Some people okay. you know, hate the fleur de lis around that. It, it, it is it, it is so split, and I think for the football club, Sounds we have like to make no the decision. Win, isn't it, in some yeah, ways, we yeah. have to make decisions. If you go to some people and seek opinion on this, that, and the other, you can get so clouded and so muddied yeah. that you get yourself in a right mess. And sometimes you've got to go. I put my trust in the board to make that decision, and you'll let us know if we make a mistake, and then we'll try and put it right. Same with the kits, then. Yeah, you're gonna. Well, yeah, yeah and, then, and and taking that forward, the kits, the kits is is a similar sort of vein, line of vein. Now, the do kit, we get a choice of templates, sort of shot? Do we get a choice yeah. of templates? Because it doesn't, my dear, you, you get yeah. you're like a big name, and you're thinking, really, but then you'll go into like Sports Direct, and you'll see, yeah, I can't remember it one out. Someone's brought out a shirt this week, and it's just like, wow, the, the, the Bombers, Leicester City, yeah. Yeah. Leicester yeah. City bought out. Yeah, the is like thirty-five. Do do we get a choice or do yeah, they? Because yeah. these big manufacturers don't seem to give us the the choice. Well, what we get is just templates, doesn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, you're right. Leicester City brought out a pink kit. Yeah, looks um, nice to be fair. Uh, and then uh, I think we, they were selling it for fifty-five quid. And then I think you could buy it for about twenty without the badge. Yeah. 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 So so yeah. yeah. And, and you do what you find what you find particularly in a World Cup year is uh, the clubs that are associated to Adidas Nike you know not so much Puma but though Adidas and Nike uh, Puma number almost leveled down um, you will get the following year the clubs who are in their camp 
the following year you'll get the World Cup kits that's so you get that template mm. if you go to um, a um, somebody like a, a Macron you sometimes get a free free reign but the quality is mm. not always as good and actually your sales dip mm. when you put Macron as opposed to one, one question I wanted to Adidas. ask and it kind of follow, follows on from this is Bristol City use an independent kit maker I think they've brought out their own Bristol Sports yeah um, didn't Chef Wednesday do all that as well made a complete hash of it yeah possibly Chef, yeah. Chef Wednesday did not have any kits to sell no. Um, yeah, to be about, fair though Sean, elevate or something like that you're yes, on about quality let's be honest the, how bad were our quality shirts how many badges did we see on Twitter we were falling yeah, apart well, yeah. so that, and then that's a top brand what would you yeah. say to that well, well, on, yeah. on the shirt style though, I thought yeah, I thought feel, last season's shirt was a belter Umbro feels nice though as well the, yeah, but the we're using a top brand and the badges can't even stay on the stupid yeah, shirt that's embarrassing that there were big issues with Umbro right at the very beginning with the shirt um, and to be fair to Umbro, they responded. So every time somebody brought one in, we'd replace it. For us, that's not good enough. Uh, we're in a contract with Umbro for three years, so we. Is that uh, why we've moved the badge now? That, that yeah, we've gone what's that. called the applique badge. Right. Okay. So that will be kind of how what it, how it works is is kind of it's like an embroidery mm. that then is applied to the shirt. Yeah. So if you look at West Ham, I think they've recently... Their new one, yeah, that's quite that, nice. That, it yeah. is exactly the same how that will be applied uh, to uh, the shirt for next season. Coming back to your point about the design of shirts, the design of shirts usually starts, believe it or not, around about October time. Because um, you, have, you have all these lead times to get it designed and approved and all that sort of stuff. If we brought out the design and said to you guys, right, uh, which one do you want to choose? If we brought that out, it would probably be around about January, February time. If we did that, you just kill the sales for the season gone. Yeah, that affects yeah. the commercial income for the football club, which affects going back into it. Me personally, I think you've got to go, do you know what? Leave it to the club. Let them surprise you when it comes mm. out. It's part of the surprise. I know fans will mm. go, give us a choice. Mm. I, we did that for the centenary. Yeah. The one that I felt was what I didn't get picked, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's what it mm. is. And I think you've got to be careful mm. because it gets out on social media, a uh, club down the road gets mm. a hang, uh, gets into it, vumph. Yeah. You're in a bit of a mess. I've got to be on my bonnet shot about it all because why can't people... We've had seasons, haven't we, where we've had... I mean, obviously the Wembley one were a good example in the first, in the Sheffield United one where we had a the kit on sale, didn't we? We had a new kit yeah. that replaced kit. So that were on sale, wasn't it, straight away? Yeah. But, like, why are we having it? Why can't people go on the holidays now in June with a new kit? Yeah. Why do we have to wait till somewhere, like, middle of July? It's so frustrating because other clubs like Leicester's are out now. Why are yeah. ours taking forever? Yeah, again, a sorry, mate. No, sorry, don't worry. No, I, I, that, that was I, a I few people on Twitter that. asked that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be open and honest. Um, so, do you understand my point about the design yeah. of the kit? Yeah, you kind of get, get, yeah, that, yeah, one? get that. Yeah. Um, okay, in terms of when the kit comes out, it then depends on the shirt sponsor. So, I if we'd have done the shirt deal in January with a shirt sponsor, we probably could have had the kit out for the last game of the season. I have to tell you, sadly, there was nobody coming forward uh, over the period 
from January right up until now. And I'll bring you right up to date. We have found it hard to actually find a sponsor who wants to come forward and put their name on the shirt to meet our valuation. And that's a key thing, meet our valuation. Um, we now have, I'm pleased to sort of say, we now have uh, two organisations that have come forward. One of them slightly underneath. One of them um, bang on, really, our, our valuation. <laughs> um, we are, as a board, probably going to be deciding in the next 48 hours um, which route we go down with the shirt sponsor. Um I anticipate um, that we would probably look to get the shirts out mid-July. If we can get them out sooner, I promise you we'll get them out. But because of the delay in the shirt sponsor um, and has been relegated, it's made it harder this year to get where we want it to be. Um, if we can get them to sign a three-year deal, then you can bring the shirt out as early as possible. Nowadays, you see more one-year deals mm. each year. So it, we need two sponsors to get one. In the, is it the sleeve or the back? Or yeah, the, now yeah. we have the back and the shorts. Yeah. So right. um, you go into, in the in the Effect. in the Premiership, um, you have the sleeve and, and the front of shirt. Had we stayed in the Premiership, it would have been easy. I tell you now, we'd have had an offer and we'd have been able to sort it, and it'd been no problem. But being relegated has made it hard for us. So it's been a really tough market for us to find somewhere there. Uh, but we've got someone. Um, depending on which route we go I'm quite excited by it um, I've seen the kits I think they look fantastic inevitably my Twitter feed will go through the roof the uh, kits, yeah. with criticism or uh, well there's someone that could go and tune your kits so can't you give us that I'm I can't to... give you that Ooh, answer right now, but, um, so we had um, a we had a tweet sorry Sean from yeah, Clark Eastwood as well that said is the partnership with Ope set to continue and, yeah. and Lizu is it Lizu Lizu yeah, yeah Lizu are they yeah. to continue or are they no longer yeah, part of uh, Sadly, the they're not going to continue. The reason they're not going to continue is because uh, OPE are interested in global exposure. Um, and sadly, the championship doesn't give them that exposure. So um, they they remain friends of the club. We're in dialogue. I, I, I text the, uh, the owner of OPE who lives out in Singapore regularly. They love Huddersfield Town. He, he, he thinks it's a great club. It's not the end of OPE uh, in the long term, but um, you know, for now, it's not for them, and that's a sad thing. But it is what it is. You I suppose it's similar on. to Recorder League, then they they kind of completed their mission, didn't they? If you like, and yeah. then and then moved on. I suppose that's it. Yeah, so, Record yeah. Recorder League. It was a great brand for us. Um, it did what it did for them, and, and they come, thank you very much. Right, we need to do other things now. Um, and that happens in business that happens you know when people hit the, hit the target you know some businesses get sold on some businesses go into administration so it, it, it real uh, eclectic mix and you know the front of our shirts is the best advert in Huddersfield that's, that's the place if you want to advertise to the Huddersfield community and then on TV as well that is the best advert in Huddersfield did you see the shirts that Peter O'Toole did with the yeah, I thought they were shows. magnificent. They were. I loved them. And is <laughs> there any... Can I know we have them? No, we can't have them. <laughs> yeah. so we, 
using templates, that means people They've like, actually made one of them, haven't they? They've made the yeah, they've made made one also. Yeah. It looks yeah, a little bit Bradford Bulls to me, does that? Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, I just made it A shirt. Ben Shaw's, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 It's a, so there's no, no chance to use people um, like him or Johnny Hildred to no. do templates. Uh, going back to Cosy's point, there are templates. With people like Puma, Umbro, there are still templates. Um, so we, we kind of have to follow. We have a little bit of leeway in there. But you can't go to the degree of uh, what um, Peter has designed. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just wouldn't work. So an independent kit maker wouldn't be cost effective, essentially. So none it? of the match winner stuff's really. coming back from back in the day. They're back on the chessboard. Yeah. Rule it out now. You never know. <laughs> oh, here no, we go. You never know. Here we go. Uh, if we see that tweet, it's a nod to the 10 1 loss. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you never know. I mean, um, I've got that we are okay. we're trying a few things at the moment we're looking into doing a few things but um, I always think the kit launches is one of those things that are quite exciting mm. for fans boom yeah, yeah. Is, do you find yeah, it yeah. do you find it as old as you get the still something to look forward so yeah do you find it difficult as well whereby every year it's going to be blue and white stripes and then everybody wants red and black for the away kit and then yes. you kind of think well if we do that every year people aren't always going to buy them do you is there always that yeah, kind of conflict as well it is difficult stripes are difficult and and you know, sponsors, uh, front of front of shirt sponsors, they prefer plain uh, yeah. plain shirts, which is understandable. Um, so that's another another factor that makes it harder for us. But yeah, what can we do with blue and white stripes? It, it, it is difficult, and when you start to deviate a little bit, as we have done, I say last season's was a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Real Madrid, yeah. though, what can they do with theirs? Yeah, like, at least yeah. we've got a chance. Like a PE kit, yeah. isn't it? Down yeah. the road, yeah. I tell you what, since the kit launches are compared to like back in the day, you used to go to get your examiner back page. They're the new kits, but yeah. now it's like flash videos. We had that sprayed on the train station, didn't we? The bit ago. Are they data day for all sites and stuff like that? Yeah, we. we um, it's an interesting one because, you know, and I, I gauge your opinion, lads. For me, um, I think. Launching a kit should be a sense of occasion. Not done tacky and not done yeah. badly, but should actually be something that we can take pride in. Like, like Cosy said, we've done uh, projecting it on the town hall. Yeah. We've done a, a I like that the Odin yeah. one where we had um, yeah, Patrick, yeah, Patrick yeah. Stewart involved. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, so they're good because you've got a natural build up to it, anyway, haven't you? Yeah. So I think you know we can do that, but we do get criticised. Why, why didn't you just announce it? You know, you <laughs> that's the Yorkshire people yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like them. I so like do you like us to do something or yeah, just to be there? It is. No, I'll tell you what, I don't like Sean. Is that like tease? You'll get some kind of yeah. one photo a day that'll show a little bit of a stripe, and then the next day it might show yeah. the collar. I just because I've got to tell you I enjoy that because it winds you up so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's happening then yeah, cheers so, uh, I, I don't think there's all wrong with a bit of razzmatazz around, around an unveiling I think that's like light that's shows Neil football, it's, yeah. apart from light shows <laughs> <laughs> He's got the scissor card at Wolves next year's yeah. Neil. He's going back. So Southampton do the the reveals really well, don't they? They're the, very good. Their last one very very Wonder good. You know, yeah. And I think you know, it's it's a fine balance between getting it right and being cheesy and yeah. comical and not comical. Yeah. But I think you know we work hard at it. I think it's a good thing to do something a little bit different. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you can never fail with a new signing with a new shirt on, can you? A new signing, new shirt is that's always, perfect. Isn't it's it? always good. Yeah, but just 
announcing it, boom, I think it's a bit boring. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree. Come back for it. So when Neil Morpé is announced, you know, oh, well, where yeah. the next one is. Because <laughs> 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 he's just shaking his head at me. Like, we're not <laughs> yeah. getting Neil Morpé, Matt. Shut up. Um, the only last question I've got on the kit is, will the sponsor be um, across all three or will you have a separate home and away and third sponsors? Yeah, at, at this moment in time, um, those conversations are ongoing, so it's, it's difficult for me to comment. That's fine. Um, but the next 48 hours, I, I, I will know. Uh- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Depending on kind of what happens. I would anticipate it's probably likely to be one sponsor across the three, but... Honestly, the negotiations you have with sponsors, it's a bit like player contracts as well. It's never done until it's signed, until the, the ink is, yeah. is dry. We've only got some McVitie's digestives over there to offer the podcast down the, down the shorts or something. Get it on training gear, Sean. Get it on training gear. Yeah, you've promised me this for a few years. It never happens. Get the sponsor, get the exposure on that training gear. I know I'm a sad loser who wears all this stuff. But the training gear, yeah. the training gear is going to be out. Uh, our retail manager, Luke, he, um, he told me today, I think it's out for Father's Day. Cool. So with the sponsor on so that's, so that's, that's coming out so that 15th, 16th of June is it that yeah the, the, the training range so it looks good and cool. I actually I think the Umbro stuff is good if you ask our kit man he, he talks about it he he actually thinks the Umbro stuff we had issues this year no I like the Umbro but he actually says it, it's good quality stuff and to be fair it is the didn't sales. they have a few staff picking shirts last year weren't they? didn't they get a chance to didn't Luke pick one at kits and then somebody else picked one at kits and yeah yeah I quite, I quite like that yeah and absolutely I think it's important that the staff have their input because yeah. um, if it's left to me every year you get the same old same old so I think it's important yeah. that they do that um, you know Brookie the kit man he, he will lay claim to the the navy with the pink pinstripes yeah he, he claims that one yeah. um, not that it was the best seller but he can have that know, one then, credit to him credit <laughs> to him you know uh, Luke Cowan he, he did the bubbles one yeah. Um, he got some stick for that, mm. but you know, well, I got some stick for that, but won't be fair. Uh, but there you go. Won't and be that, fair you know, but I, think, I think it was the sponsor. It's, it's all subjective, yeah. isn't it? It's all yeah. personal it opinion. It was all right. I think the sponsor kind of as a block, block on the front was yeah. a bit, and, little some, bit off-putting. And, and that's difficult as well. Sometimes the sponsor says, "Right, well, I'm paying this kind of. That's what I want." Right. You go, "Can we do this? Can we do that?" Well, if you do that, I'm going somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. It's, so there's all yeah, things like that, negotiations that you have to go through. I don't think people understand that either, do they? They put, maybe when they're buying the kit, they just see it on yeah. the kit and just say, "Why have they done it like that?" So, so would really... that sway decision on whether the away kit was striped or plain, judging on what the sponsor wanted? Exactly. Yeah. So, and these are all incredibly complex. Um, you know, we had a conversation with a company, an American company, early on, 
and their logo I thought looked really good. You, you wouldn't know who they are, but they looked really good. But they fell away. They, they decided not to, 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 to go with it. So it was too expensive for mm. them, which is a shame. And that happens. And, and I've got to tell you, if, if the two people back out tonight, then we might not have a sponsor, you know. So Pure legal again. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. you know, you kind of... I've got a great different. idea for it if you won't get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we're quite a clever idea. No, no, well, Andy <laughs> takes that chance, I told you, across the front. <laughs> so it, 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 it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. And they will dictate, the sponsorship deal will yeah. dictate the time when the shirt comes out. I've got a question, Sean. So you're going to kill me. It's totally left field. You know these five months? Me and Neil, please, well, let's say it, Neil, we were down in our opinion after Southampton, so we had five months yeah. of meaningless games in our opinion. In your time in as town in football, because it's a bit different for you, obviously commercial and stuff. But I suppose you've got to sell, you know, as well. Uh, well, then five months, pro, pro, you know, after these, you know, Christmas games, have there been the hardest months in the town time with you? I.e., the social media stuff that's coming your way, yeah. the brick bats that we're not winning games. How are the morale kind of in the in the office? Were people struggling as well? Because obviously we've heard enough about the players. How was it kind of in house? It must yeah. affect commercials as well. Yeah, it was incredibly. It, it was. You're right. Incredibly tough, um, and, and and has been a a really really difficult environment within the the football club. I've got to say, I've got to pay tribute to the people that have sponsored games and done all that. They, they've always been there, and that's that that, that is tremendous. I think social media, yeah, you, you saw a little bit of a trend of negativity. Um, in my opinion, that came shortly after Christmas. And then people kind of almost, yeah, we'll take reality, we're going down. Yeah. So they kind of accepted it and it started getting a bit more positive again. You know, criticism around Jan and all this sort of stuff. So that's, that's the nature of the game. How's he dealt with that? Because he must have been aware that there's been it's been a little bit on the negative side and yeah I think it's hard for Jan isn't it because yeah. he inherited a very difficult situation yeah, did, yeah. Shocker. I think he's all right he's very focused impression I get he, yeah. he's fired up you know ready for uh, ready for next season so yeah. we, we've got an incredibly busy summer which I'm sure we'll come on to but um, yeah for me his relationship with with the new chairman is incredibly important that seems strong yeah so as long as that's strong as well you know. Um, director of football that's kind of an ongoing process to get the right person for that so I think all those things start to come together then we know what good looks like so um, we've got to refine that DNA that that who we are our, our, our identity we've was, got to rediscover that I think we lost that yeah, in the past 12 months there's no doubt about that no doubt about that whatsoever in, in many ways yeah we've got to refine that was uh, a conscious decision from the club when Olaf Reber departed, yep. was there a conscious decision from the club to not reappoint there? Or was it case it didn't happen, so we'll leave it? And then did Dean, obviously Dean's illness came yeah. into effect. Did that affect that in a way? And yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, I'll come to that question. But but back to Cosy's question about the environment. Yeah, it, it, we were dying a, a death of a thousand stabs. You'd almost want a bullet to the head. I think everybody was kind of like, yeah. we need We're done. the season yeah, over. It must we want to start coming to work. I can imagine if I worked there, just coming after another defeat. And incredibly yeah. tough. Incredibly tough. But, but I've got to say, I've got to pay uh, tribute to the staff. You know, they, they, they're stuck at it. They continue to stick at it. They continue to sort of do what we think is right. And we go again. We got That's gone now. We go again. You know, the new season start, we get... Like I said earlier, we've got 94, 95%, whatever it is, uh, retention rate on corporate partners. 
We've seen uh, 150 people turn up to the breakfast lunch that we're beginning on the 20th for Fix Your Breakfast. Um, so it's good. We, we, we're back on it and we've got to get that DNA. Um, and I think coming back to your question about Olaf, um, yeah, I think it seemed three years ago the stars aligned and they all came together and it worked yeah, beautifully. Perfect storm, wasn't it? It's almost this yeah. year that they went bloody haywire. They went yeah. all over the place. And I think, you know, Olaf, when Dean got ill, so actually trying to put that recruiting in place was very difficult. Dean was very poorly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he won't mind me saying he, he was really, really poorly. Yeah. Um, so that was incredibly tough. You know, manager going, all that kind of stuff. It just wasn't happening for us. Um, now that that's gone, we're refocused again and back on it. I'm going to throw it out there. It's a bit of a random one. But is, is there a, an argument to say that Dean was two hands on? Uh, good question. Was he? I don't think so because he... Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully anyway. No, no, no. I get your point. I get your point. No, I think he, he, he's got good people. There's good people inside yeah. that club. Um, yes, he's the general, but the, the lieutenants, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the sergeants, the foot soldiers are all good people yeah. and are all really driven to succeed Huddersfield Town. Um, Dean, I liked the way Dean, Dean handled it. Yes, he was hands-on because he was there. You knew he was there. Yeah. But we, we got on, it allowed us to get on and do our jobs and yeah. do what we think is right. We regularly met on board meetings, email. I mean, he's texted me just a minute ago, so he's still on it. Um, so, yeah, we're text in it, it Text him back, Sean, ask him when he's coming on, will he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he has agreed to come on. He will do. Yeah, he has agreed to come he on. He will when he's, yeah. when he's good. When he's, when ready, he's right. When he's, he's ready. ready. When he's ready, he will. I'm manager, I'm manager. So you're saying about him being hands on there, Sean. So I remember Dean saying he would important that because obviously looking at who were taking over and what have you, that he would someone needed to be hands on for this other sub town role. I thought that was an interesting comment. It's almost like it's work for us and me being hands on. So one of the criteria for the new man, he has to be hands on. I doesn't live abroad and only comes to four games. Is that big? Yeah, without without question, I think um, Dean uses a phrase uh, that I think strikes a chord really with us at it. You've got to be at it. Huddersfield Town, we have to be at it. So that means from the commercial director to the director of football to retail manager, you know, to uh, uh, receptionist, we've got to yeah. be at it. Do you so think we, we got all... complacent and weren't at it, Sean, after season one? Do you think we thought we'd crack the big time and we weren't at it? Because obviously the players weren't at it because yeah, yeah. the workers, yeah. we've seen it tailed off, people have kind of down tools. Is yeah. Obviously you'd never say that about that your own people but do you think maybe as a club we thought this was it maybe even fans we thought you know this was it we're here yeah. to stay and all that what, what would yeah. you say of that yeah no I, I, I agree where you're coming from and I think um, for me it was uh, more a case of we lost our identity we lost who, who we are and now there's been criticism of certain people certain players um and, and there is no silver bullet as to why we lost our identity. I think it's about all these different little things that didn't actually 
The little things add up, though, don't they? Hundred percent. Yeah. If things that, fall apart on the pitch, then hundred percent. Then everything sort of it's like a domino, isn't it? Yeah, kind of you know, sort of discord within there, and and then if you've not got that discord, you've got that discord. No matter how hard you try, you, you it just doesn't come together. Yeah, oil and water, and it, then it's yeah. And I did a I did a, <laughs> a an interview uh, with um, the examiner, a, a coffee time sort of chat. And it was, and for me, the one thing that, that I talked about was culture. It's getting the right culture. And, and we had, we've always had the culture. And I think probably the last year has probably been the worst culture because we almost maybe deviated from who we are. You know, hard working, yeah. working class. You know, the kit man said to me, working class club, that's what we are. That's yeah. who we are. Yeah. Do do you think that was across the board? Like the signings, for example, yeah, we brought in people from South of France, which is a little bit different to Germany, the German model. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. Um, that hadn't worked. Maybe it's just a case of everything just kind of shifted without realising, and all of a sudden when you realise it's too late. Too late, yeah. yeah. I, I think you're possibly right. You know, I wouldn't, I, I, I can't criticise my colleagues, you know. Um, I wouldn't ask you to dig anyone out, especially because the, the, we, we know they work really hard there. And, and yeah. when once that snowball starts, in the Premier League, it's so hard to stop it. We were saying a yeah. few weeks ago, if if you're not, even if you are at it in the Premier League and things are going wrong, it's so brutal. Yeah. You know, it will it will kick you until you're down, and then it will I, beat think, you I think the great thing is when, as speaking as a fan who has contact as a fan with various departments in in the club, retail wise, always great when you go in. Ticket office staff phenomenal, can't Good. fault them whatsoever. Good. Um, obviously, I've had a lot of dealings recently with um, trustees and. Yeah. Um, members who run Good. the town foundation, Good. top class, and I think the the fact that they've managed to remain sort of yeah. sturdy and at it and yeah. be as they are, yeah. when everybody else is sort of fans wise mm-hmm. and certain people are falling apart, and it's for them to do that and kind of doing their jobs and still do it with a smile on their face and be positive is. Yep. Testament to good people there, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. The 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 the, uh, the sum of the parts are the people. Yeah, you know, and you know, football is is our product. That's who we are. That's what we do. So the product on the pitch has got to be right. Yeah, bells down to three o'clock on a Saturday. Of course, but, it, is. Of course it is. But yeah. the, the, the stuff yeah. around it has got to be right as yeah. well. And I think the people, the people within that business, and they've been uh, recognised recently with with them all, are fantastic. They are yeah. they're amazing people inside there, but. Um, you know, people who work there a long time as well, and I think they get it, and that's important to us. And it's about the DNA of who we are, and I can't emphasise that enough. We are a working class football club yeah. that is hardworking, desire to win, and I think this year we kind of lost that a bit. We have lost that kind of feel to Huddersfield Town. And we've got to get it back. Yeah, we've absolutely. got to get it back. But Leeds are getting it straight to Moy again, who shoots. What a goal, Aaron Moy! An absolute thunderbolt delivered all the way from Australia. So we'll move on to um, the next section, which is all about social media. Ooh, my favourite subject, yes. <laughs> right, Sean, so the first uh, first tweet we've got through is from DTPLC, DT underscore PLC I don't think that's Dave Threlfall Sykes but <laughs> he said, could you please apologise to him on behalf of the HTFC fan base for the abuse he got on social media this season when when the coin was rough and his perseverance, so I think that's 
I think a lot of town friends will like, would like to say thanks for sticking your head above the parapet when and you know things are going wrong it's difficult to front up I think um, so I think a lot of us would like to say thank you for being there and being a voice and you know in Dean's absence as well um, obviously which wasn't Dean's fault that you've you've been the face of the football club through through a difficult time and I suppose that's been quite difficult for you to to face some of that as well uh, yeah you know uh, that's lovely to hear and I appreciate that that's that's probably if you look down probably Mrs S Jarvis is that you know, so. <laughs> how tempting in that scenario though when you got people throwing Grenade. everything yeah. out yeah. yeah how tempting is it just to say sod it delete my Twitter account let me get out of here <laughs> you, you've, you've got to be in close sometimes yeah it's crossed my mind I yeah. have to say it's crossed my mind uh, I, do you know, I've always sort of said, I don't mind constructive criticism. You can live with that, and that's yeah. absolutely right. You listen to that. But when it gets personal, and there's been a lot of personal stuff yeah. um, this year, that's that's not right. That's yeah. not right. But I've got to sort of say that um, I am I, I'm humbled by the fact that a lot of our fan base actually will answer what I'm thinking. You see them wade in yeah. and actually go, no, you know what, yeah. And that for me is magnificent, and, and I'm, I'm I'm touched by that. Um, you know, I, listen, I'm in the job that I do, so I, I've got to accept that I'm going to get criticism, no problem. Um, there's a level though, isn't there? There's a level, <laughs> um, but do you know, I get it because you know, I've been on the terraces. I grew yeah. up as a young kid watching football. Yeah, I expect to to be able to have my voice heard. Yeah inside the football club so I get fans I get that I get that they want to do that and I get that they might want to vent their anger you know it, well, social media is the quickest nearest it, thing on the so, yeah. flip side of that then from the personal abuse that you got how as a club then do you look at when a certain whopper was <laughs> in charge of the examiner running the town stuff <laughs> yeah. and, and you, you know what I'm talking about yeah when when that's happening and he managed to alienate an entire fan base in the most successful season in the club's history almost not ready for 21st century no, journalism mate. That's how, how, how do you look at that as a club and how do you you know what what, what must go through your mind because you know it, it was just ridiculous some of the stuff and yeah, do you it, feel like ringing Mel Booth and just going what, what other is words, this yeah. Yeah, it, it's incredibly frustrating for us yeah. um, but you know this is freedom of speech you know what do you all you can do is get your point across yeah. to, to like the editor or the yeah. sports editor, um, <clears throat> and and you know you've got to they've they've found it hard that as a newspaper, they'll probably enjoy the past couple of years, but you know they they'll be thinking now, is the the readership going to drip drop a little bit? Everybody's yeah. moving to online stuff, so you can sort of see their mentality. But it has it is frustrating. But you know what, you, you've almost got to rise above it. Yeah. You've got to, got to go, we've got to plough our... Because I, I remember me, I, my initial reaction, and I'm pretty sure I messaged you probably on Twitter at some point, having a, you know, can't you just bin examine it, get rid of it? They, <laughs> yeah. they, you know, they need you more than you need them, kind of. Yeah. And it just it just drove me mad that, yeah. the, that somebody like him who knew nothing of the club, he, didn't, he hadn't taken, clearly hadn't taken any time whatsoever to do a bit of research and find out about this football club and yeah. that he's yeah. he had a massive part to play that in that football club he could have done himself 
a lot, a lot of good. Yeah, he could have really well, because the previous one with Tom Marshall Bailey wasn't it? Who was yeah. the producer? And he was all yeah, right. And he was sound. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. We're, quite, we're quite happy with the new one. We had Stephen Chicken <clears throat> in a couple of weeks ago, and Stephen's made okay. a really good start as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's important. We're happy isn't with it? That. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it comes back to we're in this together, you know, and that is the media, the fan base, the club, the corporates, whoever it is, any association with the football club, we're in it together. And if we are to compete, then we have to stand shoulder to shoulder. We have yeah. to be in it together. Yes, we'll have differences of opinions. Yes, we'll think certain routes are better than others. But once the decision is made, we've got to be in it together. Yeah. Um, and I think somebody as influential as, as the examiner, yes, they can be a little bit controversial at times, but there's a balance in there. They've yeah. got to make sure... I get balance. that they don't want to be seen as... Propaganda. A, a yes paper and just, yeah, yeah, absolutely that, propaganda. Just for, like you know, chucking sign bouts out for, for the club to whatever. You know, they, they should be able to criticise when they be yeah. to a level... Which is what obviously what we try and do on here. You've got to be careful as far as you can go. And yeah. it's... But, but we've got a responsibility to yeah. to try and make sure that Huddersfield Town Football Club and Huddersfield as a town yeah, and goes forward. Yeah. yeah, goes forward. When I go down to London, I'm an ambassador for our football club in our area. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to sort of shout up, shout us up because you know people are not listening. So you, you've got to be forthright. Yeah. You've got to come forward. And you've got to come forward with positivity. And that's where I think, you know, the examiner back then maybe lost a bit of its direction, yeah. and, you know. But it sounds like a new person. It's, yeah, it's... Moving in the right direction. It's, it seems, it seems good, a good one, doesn't it? Yeah, well, a bit unsure about his Rajiv Van Lepara's personal diary, but it wasn't too bad once you got into <laughs> it. But um, one thing that's grated on me since we've been promoted is how we're viewed in the media. Yeah. It feels like... We're uh, an unwanted northern town, and because yeah. we're a town in the north of England, we're looked at almost like looked down upon, if you yeah. like, by the mainstream media, the BBC. Phil McNulty's very kind about yeah. us, uh, yeah. but a lot of the BBC, you know, people on Match of the Day, yeah. you know, Jermaine Genus, Al- Alan Shearer's not that bad, Ian Wright's okay, yeah. but Danny Murphy, I can't stand. Danny Mills yeah. is another Danny Higginbottom's very good. Danny yeah. Higginbottom's good. Alex Scott's all right at Sky, but some of them on Sky are just. Yeah. It's like they don't want to be there and it comes across. It's like, can we just talk about the top six? And you can see an elitist mentality that's come in at the very, very top and they want Nottingham Forest there. They want any, like Stephen Chicken said two weeks ago, they want anybody who was a, who had a ground at Euro 96 in the Premier League. And they, they have this utopian view of how the Premier League should look. And where, obviously as a northern town, we don't fit into this, this view, no matter what history we've got. How does that impact you as a club and yeah. make your job harder because yeah. uh, it, it, it you can tell it riles me probably more than these two but oh. I just I just want respect for my football club yeah, and absolutely. I just want fairness and I feel we don't get that in the yeah. mainstream we haven't got that in two years and it's been more of a case of right Crystal Palace first game right you've had your phone now go back correct I agree it, it grates it grates and it doesn't help commercially when um, you know we're not as high profile um you know, Birmingham City, for example, um, is a city. You know, Britain's it's not a big, not a massive club, though, is it? Not a massive club, yeah. but a, but a big city. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they will get more exposure than us, and, and it does. It, it drives me insane. You know, our, our our success over the past sort of twelve years has been far greater than theirs, 
but their column inches is probably better than ours. It's, it frustrates me. I think I think we we have to you know our, our communications team have to work hard at going um, into London where the journalists are or into Manchester, you know, Media City, and actually doing things like pressing palm and, and, and continually bombarding the message about who we are and what we are, you know, to the mm. point where it's painful. So there we is, have yeah. to do that. We keep having to do that. There is, the, a, there is a town fan who does work for the BBC in Salford as well. Yeah, so. and eventually, eventually it will go through. You know, it took two years for Match of the Day to pay his credit on the last game of the season <laughs> about what they did, you know. Yeah. You think finally, but, um, uh, and I think... Um, you know, that's down to us, not relying on the media uh, to talk about. It's down to us to go into them and actually being aggressive with them and saying, look, this is who we are. And to be fair, Henry Winter is very pro us. Very yeah, we love, we love Henry, don't we? And we've worked hard with them. And I think we've got to do more of that. We've got to get into the capital. Do you think uh, this, is, this is a criticism I've picked up on social media and I have, I do think there's elements of truth to it as well. Okay. But... Do you think sometimes we play ourselves down too much as well? And we, for example, when we got up to the championship, and take out the David Wagner years, I think, because David yeah. Wagner was a, a tub thumper, wasn't he? He was amazing. We, he came and he changed the whole attitude of the club, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you think sometimes that the football club can be a bit negative about itself? And it, and it, Chris Powell, for example, was a bad fit for us. Yeah. And during that era, era, sorry, do you think it sent out a message that? We can't compete. We don't belong here. We, you know, this football club doesn't belong here. And do you think we've got enough people telling us that in the first place that if we play up to that, yeah. even though we're trying to create an underdog mentality, do you think yeah. that kind of backfires a little bit as well? And going forward, our output needs to be, like you say, a bit more aggressive and, and in your face. Yeah, you, you, you can never take away who we are. Our DNA is our DNA. That that, that that's our history, which yeah. is which is magnificent, of course. But. But yeah, I agree. We we sometimes do. We kind of um, are we too nice sometimes, you know? And I think yeah, but I kind of like that as well. At the same time, it's difficult. It's a difficult it's, balance. There's a fine line. Yeah. There's a fine line. And yeah. I, I do. I think sometimes we are. We can be too nice people. We can be, and I think we need to be a bit more aggressive, particularly with the media. We need. We, need, we are nice people. We we'll never lose that. But we need to get into the media and tell them really who we are. And if they don't hear the first time, we'll go back and tell them again, and tell them again, and tell them again, and tell them again. And we need to be more aggressive on that front, I think. Um, we, we've, we've become more sophisticated as a club. We kind of, um, I think, you know, over the past 13 years, we know what good looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to, we have to fine tune our skills to make sure that that's right going forward. Um, and as I said earlier, we, we have a limited resource. We've only got a certain amount of people and they work extremely hard. But sometimes we just got to be a bit more uh, slicker at it. And I think that's just part of our learning process. For me as a club, if you cast your mind back to where we were 13 years ago, and if you could jump in a, a, a time hop, go back to 13 years, and then look, look Beckett, at us now. banging them in up front, yeah. Quantum leap, yeah. quantum yeah. leap. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But that... Yeah, you know, as I've always sort of said, Premier League is not the destination, it's part of the journey. Um, and I think, for me, the journey's carrying on and we've got to get better and better and better as a, as a football club. Okay. So thanks to Graeme Rayner as well, who's, who's 
he touched on what you said there about the the flack that you get from a couple of over exuberant critics. Uh, Philip Lawton has uh, sent us a tweet as well, and he said some of uh, Dean said some of the players' attitudes are a disgrace. And this week, Philip Billings come out and he's. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to give Philip the benefit of the doubt to some degree, and there's a maybe a trans. I hope there's a translation issue, um, but he's come out and said a couple of things about Jan Ziva, which has made his position he's very difficult. He's still said enough, whether yeah. there's translation issues or not, he's still said enough. We've had Zanka, Zanka's not, not really been that bad, has it, in some of the things he's said between now and then. But do you think, in terms of social media and, and the media itself, are players taught by the club? Are they given media training? Or is it just, or do you then just all of a sudden isolate? We've, we've, this is an age-old problem in football, isn't it? They go away on international duty and then all of a sudden... It's usually Le Keep, isn't it, in France, have, yeah, have got yeah, a story. Yeah. And do you, th- do you is there a frustration at the club of some of the comments coming out? You don't need to go into too much depth if you don't yeah. don't feel you can yeah. on this. But do you feel there's a if the club do provide media training and then you see things like that happening, does it, it must sort of yes, ring frust- your head a bit? It, it, yeah, it's frustrating, and, and comments can be misconstrued, and you, you, that does happen. I, I've I've had uh, an instance of that this year um, so but some of the comments that are made are poor and uh, poorly guided or poorly advised um, and that's disappointing that's disappointing but in any case where where any organisation that that has not done well you know even in the World Cup uh, if England come out of the World Cup and they're disastrous then you know it comes out in the wash it comes out. Things come out in the wash. The, the the key for me is they're out there. That's tomorrow's fish and chip paper. It's now about how we go forward. And I think Huddersfield Town has to regroup. How we will deal with that situation will be dealt with behind the scenes. But it's about going forwards. You can't labour on the negatives. We've got to go, right, now is the time for us to move forward. And I think our summer... Is probably the most important summer in my 13 years at the football club. I'd agree with that. We've um, said that on here, haven't we? It's you know, massive. So we've got to get it right. We, yeah. We've got a great uh, foundation in 18,000 season card holders. So they're there. We've just got to get it right uh, in all other parts of the business. And give them something to cheer. Yeah. yeah so so I'm disappointed by comments that are made. I think they're ill-informed, misguided. Uh, we'll deal with them behind the scenes. Um, now it's a case of we go forward. Okay. Um, a friend of ours, Dan Poritz, sent one in as well. You might know Pozza yes, from Pozza, um, yeah. South yes, Stand, Cowshed yes. Loyal, etc. Yeah, you probably don't remember, but in 2008, me and me and Pozza had our first Cowshed Loyal meeting with you back yes. in the stadium a long time ago. Yes. And <laughs> that was a long, long time ago. And um, he's, he's coming and he's... He's... Question. I'm trying to word this because I don't think he means it to be negative in any way. I think it's just. I a, can give you his address, Sean. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen <laughs> him in a Bradford City kit. So I, uh, <laughs> I ruined him. That was stagged him. He wears it to bed, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he won't um, happen. He's he's asked us the people that do the social media. We we see different names. We see Dave Throwfall sites, DT, yeah, uh, Adam Tomlinson, yeah, and yeah. there's a couple of other mnemonics appear, don't they, every now and then. Yeah, that's right. He said, does anybody there have any sort of PR training as well? Sometimes he thinks that maybe they don't see the vibe from the fan base and maybe sometimes a tweet which look would look great after a win maybe doesn't look so good, you know, yeah. after a defeat, etc. Um, 
Is is it like difficult as well to put things out that you need to without getting people's backs up if things aren't going well? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, do they have any media training? In answer to that question, no, they don't. They're, they're continually learning. We do have a relationship with um, uh, get ready for another partner. I'm going to mention Dale Carnegie. Ding, there's another one. Um, so, uh, so there is there is there is ongoing training with uh with with our staff across across the whole board you know some some of them have been on leadership courses things like that is there specific media training pr training no there's not um but what i would say is the people that do that are very passionate about the club whatever they say yes there might be occasions where you kind of go hmm, is that a good idea and I, I, i've done one myself and i'll explain that and i happily explain that um but they are learning and they're continually going forward. And I think the fan base is going to react however it wants to react. And I think we then have to learn from that. I, I don't mind our social interaction. I think it's quite professional for, for the most part. What do you think of this new era of club accounts kind of sniping at each other quite petty? We've seen uh, Fulham and, and Brentford, to, yeah, Derby Leeds. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't know if it's petty me. I mean, a lot of the I Fulham ones are going that way. I, I think it's a real shift now when people are trying to engage and interact, trying to attract a different audience, Sean. And, and some, some of the stuff... Though, some of it just seems so well, stupid it, to me. It just obviously... You knew once Derby had done what they'd done and put that tweet out in reply to that that if they didn't win the playoff final leads to give it back etc we saw Reading yeah. go with them binoculars yeah. you've seen a lot of the bad music see Liverpool a lot of it's kind of it's going a different way now isn't it? and we're, we're playing the you know pretty much the stiff upper lip stereotype there's yeah. your fixtures away tickets on sale etc etc we not it'd be interesting to see where it all goes I can see a lot more of this happening now and that as well I, I like to act with a bit of class but there's such a fine line with that than Stuff. I mean, the stuff that leads to for me cringy. I'm not. Stuff. I'm not a fan the, of it. The Leeds Pizza Hut thing was. Yeah. I thought was a bit daft. And it, well, you don't like light shows, Neil. I just all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm all I'm saying. Mate, do you never go, do you know, go to the corn mill, Neil? Some light show. There we go. But throw it to you. What, yeah, it's a good. It's a good would point. Would he be bored off just seeing uh, the, another video of Yancy but talking? Or would he want yeah. some interaction? Kind of a bit of banter or, or something. Yeah. Because it, I've noticed we've changed a little bit on videos. I mean, the, yeah. the Jan Sievert unveiling were a good one and Martin from Wakefield. That, that yeah, was, like for me, that, a step. Yeah. I thought, ooh. I think that, really sort, that sort of started with yeah. F in dressing gown, didn't it? Yes. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's right. That that's was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. The, the, the impressions or interactions that we get through social media, uh, when you do press conferences, are, are kind of diminishing. When you do different stuff, the impressions, interactions you get go through the roof. Like the esports stuff, actually, this year, phenomenal. That, blew us away. that got quite a lot of criticism, didn't it, in some aspects. But when you looked at the figures, oh, it, was, it was it cr- was it was scary yeah, how many people scary. watched that on YouTube. And, yeah. and for scary. me, I think I think it's it's a fine line between banter and going too far. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You, you, you've got to be clever. And you, you've got to be sporadic when you do it. I'll throw in the Bristol City goal gifts. I think they're brilliant. Yeah, they're some, hilarious. Some of that, some of that, the celebration stuff. Yeah, yeah they're really so good. We probably had some last season, but we probably never saw them, did we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I love those, and I love it. It's just when I think I saw Fulham and Brentford sniping each other this week, and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. You know, it's just like, just because one had followed the other, and it just thought. You're trying a bit too hard. It's not really. This is how people are watching their football now. They're not buying. Not going. Sorry, Stephen. They're not going for an examiner. They're not ringing club call. They're wanting interaction on their smartphones, on the on the social media. So I, I see this escalating rather than 
doing it. No, I think you might be right. Yeah, it, but right. it's just how it's done, though, isn't it? I think that's the thing. It's it, you're right. It's the consumption of of the the, the Generation Y, Generation Z, that now you know, coming through. And I think the Alpha is the next one. The how they are consuming the media. Like my my lad is a 13 year old. He loves Instagram. He loves Instagram. You know, when I got some criticism on, on he actually liked them on Twitter. So, you know, for, I'm up against it from day one, isn't I, really, you know. Um, but yeah, his is instant stuff, very quick. Yeah, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. That's how he wants it. And, and we have to be, we have to be more creative. But you're equally right, it's kind of how you do it. There's a, there's a fine line yeah. between cheesy or embarrassing. Mm. It's like the kit yeah. launches. It's doing it in the right way that actually gives a bit of credibility to your football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Without yeah. being embarrassing. Yeah. And that that is a skill. Mm. And and sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. Yeah, we, we try that and mostly we get it wrong, yeah. to be honest. I, I'll tell you what's going to happen this year. Brace sells this. This will happen, mark my words. Leeds will have a pop-up town official feed. It'll either do with clappers, it'll either do with empty seats. Yeah, it'll will. be something. It will Through come. Official. That will yeah. come. And I, it'll be interesting to see... Because our fans are going to steam in and what <laughs> yeah. have you and stuff. It's, but obviously we're not controlling ours. So it'd be interesting. Are, are we going to try and do something different? I think Arlo says if you, if if you need us to loan you Danny G for a few, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah we, we can do that. That's the answer. Yeah. People like Danny are the answer to that though, because they can do it wittily. With a, with a complete takedown. Oh, if Sheffield Wednesday start, he's got them absolutely on string. Yeah. So if, yeah. if Sheffield Wednesday ever come at him, Danny's got a yeah. whole list of stuff. Sean, <laughs> are we going to be streaming all our games to the overseas fans like every other championship yeah. club seems to do? What's the plans for that? Yeah, no, that's the uh, the iPlayer format. So I think in the championship, we, we, we do that. Um, so the overseas, the expats will be getting that facility. I think also there are some games where we'll be doing it in the UK as well. Um, the Marcoms team will be announcing all that detail. I think probably probably next few weeks. Right, next few weeks or cool. month. I think. We've got an interesting tweet from Nick Shackleton as well. Who says, "Is there an opportunity?" To, it, it goes back to what you made me thinking about where you were clicking things and then the, everything would go blue and white or claret and gold. Yeah, and he's he's mentioned. Uh, is there an opportunity to create a more interactive match day experience in the ground pre kickoff at halftime using video screen to broadcast build up? HTTV content, etc., as other clubs do. Yeah. Um, I remember at Spurs at half time, they had, I don't know why they had, they had some kind of cooking show at half time or something, which is really bizarre. Okay. West Ham do a big one, don't they? Yeah. They um, coming in on that path. Come on, you are going to win 3 0 and all that. He's, he's also mentioned any plans for a second screen at the north end of the John Smith. <laughs> I think, I think we've Four co- covered that with Kirsty One begins with K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just in terms time. of. Because we've seen. On YouTube, we've seen Tunnel Cam, which is quite good for yeah. the younger end, isn't it? That keeps them interested. Is there anything sort of that they can consume? You've mentioned Instagram. Is there anything they can consume in real time? Yeah. Apart from the poor lad who we give yeah. stick to every week who does Instagram for yeah. being the Jonah of uh, Huddersfield Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his but, name, Sean? Yeah, reveal him. No, no, that's not fair. No, no, no. He's, he's on Twitter. I've seen him, but yeah, I didn't. No. I didn't, uh, um, didn't make a note of it. Uh, yeah, we need to be a bit more three-dimensional in our in our approach. There is there is an appetite for the fan base to be um, a bit more engaging with the new generation of supporters. We've got to think of ways of how we do that. I know the teams behind the scenes are kind of considering that at the moment. Um, so yeah, that 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 will come. Uh, how much it will come. 
Um, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see, but they're the plans that will take place over the summer, I think. Okay. So, unless you guys have got anything else on social media, we can move on. No, I'll move on. Okay. Hoopy and Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted to the championship. So the last section that we've got is just discussing the future. Uh, and the, I think the, the question I think a lot of people would like is, it, this might not be odd, this is probably more Dave Threlfall Sykes to be honest, but when's part two of the Phil Hodgkinson interview coming out? That was because yeah. part one was done and then all of a sudden it went it, quite quiet. We've part two, have we? Yeah. No, and then what makes Phil the right, person to take Huddersfield Town forward which you covered I think it was off air wasn't it about yeah, no, his, right. his past and whatnot. yeah uh, in terms of part two I'm not sure where, where that is so that's a that's a, a Markham's one they'll they'll I would imagine pretty soon I would think they'll, they'll bring that out uh, I'm surprised it's taken so long but rest assured it'll probably come that one was good I think that was part, I yeah, think it, was it good, shows that that yeah. was yeah, when we unveil good. Messi on this part two I think just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just timing it yeah, when timing. that shirt gets produced <laughs> yeah, Sean that, yeah. that's why we're waiting timing. on the <laughs> on the Twitter what's that then yeah. what's Sean's Twitter <laughs> <laughs> what? disgrace uh, is Phil the right man, right man for the job without question um, he is uh, it's interesting he is Dean Hoyle ten years ago um, very passionate about the club um, wants a club to succeed but is handling it in the right way believes in the community and the importance that it that it has he he was a young terrier uh, advertiser box holder shirt sponsor now chairman of the club so he's gone through the journey um, I've known him over the years um, he's a club partner isn't he oh, absolutely yeah. cut him in half he bleeds blue and white um, he he will have nothing but the best interests of Huddersfield Town in his mind and in his heart. So I, I can give you assurances and, and anybody that listens, assurances that he will do that. Will he make some mistakes on the way? Yeah, same as Dean did. We all did. But you learn from them and how you go forward. Uh, and it's how you put those decisions right and how you then progress the football club. He, he knows he has got a very tough task ahead because... Dean has done a fantastic job over those 10 years and, 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 and to be credited for that. So he's kind of picking up a, a, a difficult uh, baton, if you like. Mm. But I know Phil, and, and um, if there's any person can do it, uh, you know, he is the person that can do it. Um, people will say, you know, oh, his pocket's deep enough and this, that and the other. But for me, yeah, that's important, but it's more about what's in his heart and his head to drive the football club forward. And if we've got all the people that are aligned and put together, and I've said this, if you've got a, a board that stand shoulder to shoulder and believe in each other and, and are very on the same page, then the rest will follow. You know, the, the management uh, in terms of the playing management, the playing, all that kind of stuff, get the right culture, the rest will follow. Um, the Barcelona Way is a great, great book um, and it's worth, worth a read. And for me, I think that, 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 that resonates with us. We've got to make sure that our culture is right, that we're doing the right thing and the business is, is in the right place. And um, Phil will do that. Phil will do that. Um, he, he, you know, he, he understands that the fans, and I think that's important, having that individual inside the boardroom, as Dean was, understanding where the fans have come from, 
I think that's critical and he does that he gets that he knows what, what how a fan thinks um so yeah i think i think you'll find he will be a successful chairman for Huddersfield town football club that's what i think we all we hope, we hope so don't so, we yeah. very much so you mentioned about deep pockets there and i'm not going to ask you how much phil's worth because it's not a nice question to ask no. you know it's a private question for him but what i will ask is that i've got a little chart in front of me which looks at the commercial revenue Huddersfield year on year yeah. nothing nothing too okay. amazing and it shows from 2013 to 16 you can see a gradual slight increase and then 2017 because of promotion it's gone yeah. gone up what will the Premier League and what, what can Huddersfield Town and your department do to extend that so it can stand yeah. like say shoulder to shoulder against Birmingham City yeah. who we've mentioned we're never going to stand next to Leeds in terms of commercial revenue it'd be unrealistic to to say that if we're at the same level but other clubs like uh, Reading maybe I've not, not looked at Reading's but you know yeah. pushing towards Sheffield's you know yeah. the Sheffield's what can help us level the playing field a little bit yeah okay um, definitely there is there is no doubt that the budgets that will be set for the different off-the-field departments will all aim to drive forward. I'll tell you now, they won't be able to match the Premier League budget mm. simply Costa, because, yeah. as I explained earlier, TV. the shirt price uh, it, it is, is uh, incomparable. Uh, how do we how do we move forward as a, as a football club in terms of those those areas? I think it comes back to the stadium ownership. You know, the, the uh, catering is, is managed by Kirkley Stadium Development Limited. So we don't actually see, Huddersfield Town don't directly see any financial benefit for that. Now, if we take control of the stadium, then we would have the rights for the catering, the porridge, naming rights, etc. That then goes into the Huddersfield Town pot uh, as how it develops that is a completely different model to what we've got now the model we have now is, is KSDL control certain ones that money is then used by KSDL to reinvest in the stadium or whatever uh, or HD1 or so on and so forth um, so for me for the, the, the football club to, to move forward then the commercial streams that are currently controlled by KSDL need actually to be handed over to Huddersfield Town for us to progress forward. Can that be done? Well, that's part of the negotiation process on ownership and things like that. Um, if it can't be done, then you've got to look at other areas. For me, HTTV uh, represents tremendous potential for next year and, and forward season, so I, I would like to see that generate more income. The reason for that is obviously when we're in the Premier League, uh, the TV exposure is there. You don't have to pay for it unless you're Sky, Sky Sports or Match of the Day. When you're in the Championship, the exposure isn't there. So your exposure is going to come through HTTV. So HTTV has a huge role to play next season, in my opinion. Can you do more in the Championship? Because <clears throat> I think there's, yeah. there's certain limitations, isn't there, in the Premier League on video and, and yeah. fans videoing the pitch and whatnot. Is there more you can do in the Championship to make it more interesting? Exactly. And I think this is the thing. You know, HTTV has got to be, um, again, in my opinion, and these are things we'll discuss at board, is it some separate department that is almost, if you like, I guess for me, like calendar TV. It's got to be reporting on all sorts of things that are happening within the club. So it's 
you know that might require a bit of investment to get where it needs to but then that investment's got to come back into the club um you know all those sorts of things and, and I, as i sort of said on, on social media things like supporting uh, buying season cards if they continue to buy those season cards if fans continue to buy those season card, cards at those kind of levels means we can keep the price down um once ironically once the numbers start to drop i've almost got to then look like well how do we generate income and the price to cover that, yeah. Yeah, so you the huddersfield hundred incredibly important the support that they give you know having them involved um you know all those all those things add up to the bigger picture so the more we can do on that the more we can people buy shirts uh support the blue and white foundation all those things if if the fan base can in some way shape or form then the club will just get bigger and bigger and bigger we have to look at revenue streams all the time the app is a classic one town square you know it costs us a lot of money to, to to run that is it generating us any money at this moment in time a little bit here and there but could it generate more possibly um you know so they're the things we have to explore i think you know in, in this world of new media it's very important to us um but i think if you want to make a big step then it's things like porridge rights catering rights things like that okay uh, we've, I'll go through a few unless Neil you want to dive in with anything there's no, a few no, no, Twitter no, questions there's a few Twitter questions uh, that we can I've, I've got three uh, that we or four that we've picked out here which uh, the first one's from uh, Minardi Forever that uh, asks uh, when does building start on canal side there's been a few rumours going around in the last few days that it's paused or there's an issue or something with canal side um, or and Minardi Forever's got an, a worry that it may be shelved or put on hold now we're relegated can yeah. you sort of put those worries away yeah or? no absolutely uh, i mean obviously the i think the pitch is is coming along nicely um so that's that's kind of phase one um phase two then is is kind of um i think another part of the back pitches for the academy to develop those oh the canal kind of, yeah so i think that's that's phase two um, I'm, I'm not actively involved in it whilst I sit on the board level I'm not on a day-to-day -day level it's, it's handled by uh, Julian Winter uh, this project um, we are uh, my understanding is is whilst it's not shelved we are looking at how the model might work better um, that might suit our needs at this moment in time with a view to escalate should we go back up uh, or should I say when we go back up so I think those discussions as I understand it those discussions are kind of ongoing as we speak um, so when will it start I'm not too sure but some of the work has already started phase one that pitch which is looking fantastic I have to say at the moment looks really to showcase pitch pitch I think pitches at the top for the academy are being developed so that's kind of phase two and then phase three might be some of the work uh, on the main building so when that will be I'm not 100% sure not shelved, maybe refocused. So um, there is some truth in the rumours, but um, again, have faith in the board and the board will make the right decisions to, to take the club forward. Okay. Uh, Malky, who's uh, based in New York, is one of our other American uh, listeners, um, says, how will town keep the international fan base on board with the support, without the support of the Premier League? Uh, he does accept that keeping local fans happy is a, a greater priority. Uh, but he'd be happy to see as many games as possible on whatever channel, which I think we've covered slightly, haven't we, with 
Um, yeah, the iPlayer. iPlayer and EFL.com. Yeah. And Ben Denby, who's also based over there as well, has come in and said uh, the cost is around about £110 a year. That sounds about right, around yeah. right. So that they can sign up on EFL.com. And yeah. one of the great bonuses sounds like if you click the red button, I know we've said we're, we're not massive fans of the yeah. red button because it drives supporters away from stadiums, but yeah. not to ask people not to buy tickets or anything or, or encourage it, but potentially there could be uh, an issue where, well not an issue, but a, a scenario whereby you can press the red button, town will be on, and Oggy's commentary is on TV, which to me sounds fantastic, but that's, I believe, going to be announced over the summer. It still doesn't replace a, being in a football ground, does it? No. Yeah. It's just not, it, it, I just don't like it. Saturday afternoon, Tuesday nights. It's what it's all about, isn't it? That for me is what it's about. Um... Yeah, and that's what we should be encouraging. And I think with our atmosphere that we have, that's our USP. It's, it, it's truly amazing. Um, coming back to the report, how do we engage? I think that's something we've got to work at. I think now we have to work hard. There's the iPlayer stuff, which will be announced. Um, but I think um, we've got to sort of see uh, how we engage with these fans. I would imagine that's where HTTV comes in again, doesn't yeah, it? With, with the sort definitely. of... Um, yeah. With, with bringing them closer and making them feel more part of what's going on, isn't it, around the... Uh, absolutely, and I think when those fans come over, we should be interviewing them as well, you know. Uh, and the last one we've got from, from Twitter, I mean, no, we've, we're not going into the, the the story of you being on The Voice and dancing on stage. No, yeah, no, let's move on from that one. <laughs> that's from Joe Turner, uh, who says, can we get promoted to the Premier League again using the same financial model as sixteen seventeen? Or have the odds of that happening again gone from highly unlikely to impossible and ca- or can lightning strike twice? Uh, done it once, why can't we do it again? But Huddersfield Town continues to develop and go for, go forward, build as a business, build as a football club, um, build as a, a community focus. Um, so nothing is insurmountable. We should never, ever mm. cap what we want to achieve. So... Would yeah. have said Sheffield United had got automatic promotion. Yeah, I was going to mention. No yeah. one would have. I have to say, I looked at their team and I was like, yeah. Ooh, I think just like a bundled journeyman. Yeah. Incredible, great leader. Everyone on board, like you said, Sean, that we had togetherness. Yeah, like, together. you know, absolutely amazing yeah. what can I, be achieved. Then one of the funny when we when we got promoted, um, a number of clubs came to have a chat with us about what we did. Wolves actually phoned us. Laurie Dalrymple there, the chief exec. I remember him phoning me. They, they were in um, the championship and, and you know, we, we'd just been promoted. And he phoned me and said, come on, tell us how you did it. How do you create this atmosphere? And I explained its engagement and all this sort of stuff. So they've taken a little bit of our model and, and, and taken it with them. Um, you know, uh, and they have, they, they, you know, they look at us as an example, example of a, a club. And Sheffield United, they came and, and they had a chat with me. They spent a couple of hours um, in the room asking, well, how does it work? You know, how do you... So, we, you know, we are pioneers. We are pioneers to it. And I, and I would never be ashamed or embarrassed to say that. It's good to hear that, to it, be fair. It's really good to that, hear from a, from a fan's point yeah, of view. Yeah, you know, Wolves, uh, you know, by the same token, we've had Berry who have come across to us. I mean, they've had their problems. And the bastards how we do it, why do we work it commercially? And I, I, I am incredibly proud for the people who work behind the scenes that yeah. other clubs do that. Um, so for me, you know, what we do is good, but, but you cannot you cannot rest on your laurels. 
you, you've, you've continually got to try and reinvent yourself yeah. and you've got to kind of never forget your DNA never forget who you are but how you tap into that and how you make it better and this is why I think our, our summer this year is incredibly important huge. incredibly yeah. important yes player recruitment uh, but also how we how we go again next year um, you know uh, here's a question for you should we a question for you guys should we the first game of the season should we be at home or should we be away um, you know for me I think we should be at home crank up the atmosphere but then some people say no we should be away because then if we win you can get that ball rolling so I'd rather be at home first you would go home first yes. the real split debate on this one I'd yeah <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you when we've signed who we've signed I it's a battle battled out of that one but mm. yeah I, I, I'm trying to think because we've never been I've never been really get that I can remember in our obviously lifetime and, and stuff we remember I'm just trying to think of the season when we went down I think it's the Leeds the, Festival the last season, season. season. The, the, yeah. the Steve uh, Bruce season where, where did we start that season season after oh um, I remember when Jacko we had Cambridge at home didn't we that was the first one we went down uh, Steve Bruce with Lou Macari uh, I can't remember I remember playing Wickham on the ITV Digital quite early on and John Thorington scored from 30 yards yeah, in the, uh, but I can't remember to me I'm, I'm not we had Bournemouth at home. You remember that yeah. one? Yeah. So that yeah. Was, oh, yeah, that went planned. But, yeah. No. Um, I think it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because the first game is very much like last game in that it throws up some bizarre results. Yeah, mm. strange results. The, yeah. the Brentford at home one with Casey Palmer scored, I think that really escalated something yeah. for that day. Yeah, was but, that, that was just meant yeah. to be that day. Yeah. Um, but I'm it ca- was a I'm start kind of, of, wasn't it? I'm kind of... You play everybody mm. twice home and away yeah, you know, okay. or play everybody home and away it's a weird one because that so. yeah, what would the club prefer <sighs> split we're split uh, me okay. up for home I would go home I'd just crank it up and hit the ground running Yeah, uh, get that home game under our belts go for a win go for the jugular get the ball rolling um, some people sort of go no I'd rather be the underdog away and try and get a result and then come back home we'll, we'll, we'll be an underdog as much so this time well I think, think we're already 7th with a book 6th or 7th with a book is out the thing is we always have the Carabao Cup a few days after and uh, yeah. hopefully Tuesday this night, time yeah. our players will score 45 yards on goals <laughs> there this season See, I, I, I yeah. think that's also a great chance to if you get if you can start off with two home games can give you a real sort of momentum bang Mm, I think be. the big thing Sean like we all know is how much is the fan base going to give Siva a chance and the new guys a chance yeah. it's going to be fascinating to see it I is. thought the fans were brilliant last year I really thought they'd turn they didn't it was quite incredible really They honestly you, it's, if that happened in some other clubs they'd be boozed yeah. people not turning up we, we pretty much held it together it'd be fascinating I think to see how it goes and it was hard yeah. there were some games you were setting off thinking what the bloody hell am I going here for I do think it's just what you do isn't it? Dean's Q&A when he's let the cat out of the bag with some of the stuff that some of the attitudes we've obviously talked about the billion thing I, I think that's going to play in, into his hands new signings I, I, it's going to be a fascinating thing it really is like un, like I've never known a season before coming in because yeah. I've kind of like we all have we've muddled to the end of the season we're, we've got a new Kind of here at life. We're gonna have a new badge. We're gonna. It's it's gonna be different. Everything's but, new. Yeah, I'm just looking lot. forward to feeling like it's we can be do it. Much we new can, team. Feel like yeah. we can win, Neil. People, 
running at defenders, getting you no know, simple things that yeah, I think we've totally lost, mate. Get your dear yeah. Carby side yeah. going again. People crunching tackles and stuff, really getting you know. It's. I think that's that's absolutely right. That positivity yeah. about the new chapter that's yeah. coming. I think we've got to get that across, and that's so so important. I think that division still. I know what you said there, Matt, about you know is it hard to pull off a 16, 17 job? But I think Sheffield. I, I still think it's it's the most unique division that. You could do. Is, yeah, <laughs> you could we've do. We've proved yeah. it can be done. We've yeah. already proved that. There you go. So why not? Yeah, and the, why I didn't realise. Look at that map that went out of the day. The number of northern games. There's hardly any south. There's a pocket of Londons, isn't there? And after that, we're two Bristol, Welsh teams. Yeah, there? two Welsh teams. But pretty yeah. much, it's a slab of yeah across Midlands. Yeah, Midlands yeah. slope. Yeah. yeah. So we should be taking some good away following. Yeah. It's one of the Charlton. Charlton come up, didn't they? So that's the negative. Tuesday, guarantee Charlton away on Tuesday. What will we get yeah. charged away? That is a, that is an issue. That's the thing because yeah. it's not set in stone now. It away prices, isn't it? They can, no, that's right. Yeah, which right. is I, I, that should be brought in because I agree. it don't make you mm. don't make the fans any, any more uh, able to afford tickets just because they're a lower division. It's, it's no. crackers. Do you think that might Ipswich, be an idea, Sean? Six quid. Yeah. Some of your guys kind of getting onto the club saying, "Look, yeah." I know that's kind of happened. Yeah, Red, Reading were the one, wasn't yeah, yeah. yeah. right. I'd be kind of now, I'd be thinking, they probably might say see you later, but it's yeah. like, hang on a minute, we'll charge you. Yeah. I'd like, I hope that happens because you, you'll lose a lot of... You, you could also use that to your benefit as well Correct. by saying we've tried to... Yeah. You know, we, we, we spoke to... Yeah, name yeah. and shame. Leeds. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they, you so know, we, we, we offered 25 tickets... Yeah. We had 25 pound yeah. tickets for the way fans. They, they said no. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I, I would literally... I know it's petty... But if they're going to charge away fans 45 quid, I'd charge theirs 45 quid. And I know you're getting at the wrong people. Yeah. But yeah. I would go sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, I bloody would. But yeah. be careful That's... what they do with these clubs because <laughs> people are, have got other interests these days and, and yeah. keep doing that because. Even more it'll, so, it'll and we've been talking away. about this red button thing. Yeah. Surely the, the key is now yeah. to attract people through doors because yeah. away followings. Yeah, there's going to be some full full houses in, in the way end of town this season, but a lot less than there has been. Uh, yeah, and I've got uh, do you know I've got to pay tribute to the Premier League on doing their pricing. On yeah, the it's fab. You you know, don't you? You know. Yeah. And I think that's good, and for me that should filter through. Absolutely. It um, because there are clubs that will charge extortionate prices simply because they know yeah four thousand town fans are going to be turning up, yeah. and that's not fair. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for that, and I think I think I'm not sure if it is being discussed, but I think it'll be raised at the. Uh, I think I think it's one of those as a fan, you'd want your club to be the one that's asking the questions, yeah. saying, you know, we're, we're going to bring in three thousand to you to Sheffield Wednesday if it's a, a Tuesday night. We're still going to bring three thousand people over. Yeah, you know, we'll charge yours twenty five and make ours twenty five. Job done. Yeah, agreed. So we're starting to wrap up a little bit now. Um, what would you say your biggest achievement in th- in those thirteen years that you've been at town? What's your biggest achievement in terms of? What's maybe, give you maybe, more satisfaction? Well, Apart well, from the getting promotion, well, from yeah, a personal yeah. job point, you of get, job. took away the easy yeah. out then. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, um, <laughs> yeah you're not having the easy no, out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, without being being part of the team that got us to the Premier League, yeah, is without without question, you know, my my proudest proudest moment um, it's hard to pinpoint really I mean having done 10 bike rides um, and I'm not a cyclist far from it I'm not you know a gym freak or anything like that 
So I've done that and to raise money that, that then ultimately means uh, will save lives. I'm yeah. quite proud of something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I always sort of say, I say to my staff that can you walk out of the building uh, every day with your held, head held high? If you can yeah. do that, then nobody can fault you. No. And, and I've always lived by that. And for me, I do that every single day. I, you know, It comes across as it'd be a great place to work. There's good people in there to be in amongst day in, day out. It you want to ask some of our staff when I'm angry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, that, that, but that's every workplace, isn't it? You yeah. know, at some point, your, your boss is going to, yeah. you know, Blow. N- need words, as it were. But it, yeah, it, it comes across as it'd be a good place of, amongst good people. Yeah, some great people in there, without question. Uh, you know, some tremendous people. And, you know, they work hard. They work hard and they know their role in there. Um it can be it can be soul destroying. Yeah. This year has been really tough, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, but everybody's for the cause, and I think that's that's you know that's that's one of my messages to Phil is make sure that the people in there are for the cause, yeah. because we won't get rich working for Huddersfield Town unless you're scoring fifty goals. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. um, but, but this is about the. The feeling you get when you're one of those team and you've won on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. you walk out and you're so proud to have done your part. Yeah, yeah. And I think that for me is incredibly important. So I, I find I really struggle to pinpoint something. Um, That's good though. But every day, every day I, I, I do everything I can for that football club. And I will always do that. And I've always said that. You know, and, you know. Just as an aside to that, before you go on flying off and um, the Leicestershire cricket club yeah. thing yeah will that take you away potentially no. from Huddersfield Town or no I, I, I won't allow it to because I, I've got a job to do at Huddersfield Town yeah. and, I, and I will never lose sight of that um, yeah how, how that came about uh, conversation with the finance director at Leicestershire and the, the, the former chairman asked me to be on the board um, I, I asked them how, how much how long would that entail and they've sort of said to me, you know, one day a month, like board meetings. And I said, if it's that, I can do that. I've agreed to do it for a year. Um, so uh, I'm only into my tenure, uh, a couple of months into my tenure. So um, it's interesting. You see some similarities yeah. in where they were, where, where, where we were. So I'm trying to give in a little bit of terrier input into them. That must um, be quite a proud thing, though, because obviously you like cricket, and then it's yeah. your local, it's your back to your roots, your local yeah. cricket club. So that's quite a yeah, my dad, quite a nice my dad, thing to be. A my dad was an umpire yeah. in Leicestershire, so I actually feel very proud to to give something back to Leicestershire yeah. in that sense. Um, so so yeah, you know, will will one year at Leicestershire be enough for them? I don't think it will. Will I, will I take my eye off the ball at Huddersfield Town? No, never. You know, I'm here. I'm here for the cause. Uh, you know, I've got I've got five six years left in me before I hang my boots up. I've always said this. I say this to the staff. So it's funny for me as an individual. I'm at that point in my life where I've got to now look and go right. What's my next five years? And and without question, if Phil Hodgkinson wants me to remain, I will remain on if I believe it's right and it's right for him. So you're not thinking there's an eye on 
another challenge for five years or, oh, or, or are you seeing this as very much another challenge now because it's a, I would going not, to be a different set up, no, isn't no, it? No, I, I will not lie to you. I, 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 I will not leave Huddersfield Town um, unless I don't think it's right uh, for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, if Phil wants me to, I will commit to Huddersfield Town and, and continue to give it everything I possibly can till the day I retire. If he doesn't want to, then then naturally I've got to look at, yeah. at the next next venture. And it's funny, I'm at that point, and Phil is very new to it, so he's learning. He's he's got to create what he thinks is right, uh, and that will come. That will come in due course. So, what will happen with me in Huddersfield Town remains to be seen. But I, I can tell you, I tell you now. Every day I go in, I will give it my my, my all, and I walk out of there knackered. So I, I put a shift in every day. When we held over I do I want to stay? Of course, you know. Of course, I, this journey is not over. So the, the Premier League is a destination. Uh, is this journey over? No. Um, but it's it's not just down to me. It's down yeah. to uh, it's down to your new chairman. It's down to uh, circumstances. It's yeah. what, what he wants to achieve. Um, but you're starting so, from a good place because you've already got a good relationship with Phil, haven't you? So yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Phil and I get on. Uh, I always beat him at golf, so that's <laughs> maybe not so much. You, now. Yeah, you might, have to, you might have to start. You might have to start throwing one or two. He can sack you now. So, but yeah, do you know? Um, yeah, it, listen. You know, there, there was a lot of speculation about me and this, that, and the other, and I, I kind of saw that. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going nowhere. Yeah. Um, well, I think we can all agree that that's great news. Uh, 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 so, so yeah, don't don't worry. We we we've got a great infrastructure, commercially great infrastructure. So that's developing all the time. Some great people in there, and this club will continue to go forward. Without question. Without cracking. Fantastic. And you've mentioned a lot about the future. Then the last the last thing we've really got is. What is the target for the future? A good question as well is the identity. You mentioned the identity. Mm-hmm. Do the club know what that identity is or does it just need to evolve a little bit first and find itself? Yeah, I think um, that is incredibly important. In the short term, we've got to rediscover our, our identity, in my opinion. That identity, the identity has to emanate from Phil Hodgkinson. He's the one that sets the tone. Um, so when he talks about the vision, what we want to achieve. And we all, you know, the general and the lieutenants, that is what we want to achieve. We all sing off that same hymn sheet. It then filters through. Those conversations are really to to be had. We've had some discussions and I kind of get it and I think we all kind of know where we're going. But I think there's got to come a point where we actually come together, your generals come together and actually go, right, this is where we're headed. This is what we want to do. This is what we believe in. Right. Let's crack on and, and deliver. So that that's crucial. And Jan Siever has got a role to play in that, as has all the staff. Um, and I think you know that is is a short term goal. Long term, let's achieve what we want to achieve. It's interesting. You know, somebody was chatting to me the other day, and I said, "Well, is our aspiration, you know, and, and this might be right, might be wrong, is our aspiration now to become a yo-yo club?" You know, if you go back five, six years, we were almost happy to be secure in the championship with maybe five or six games to go. So become established championship club. So now do we start thinking, right, well, come on, let's let's push that a bit further. We're not a yo-yo club now because we've only been up once. But you know what? You know, somebody like West Brom, arguably, 
You know, they could yeah. be described. Yeah, classic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Burnley did it for, Burnley, for a few, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do we try and get into that category to build the club forward? Yeah, it's interesting. Some people say to me, um, I don't want to go back to the Premier League. I've never enjoyed it. I don't buy into that because no, I think no. we all want to play at the top. I want to win the Premier League, you know. Um, mm. And I think it's how we do it. It's how we do it. How we evolve as a football club. Yeah. Are we are we a yo-yo club right now? Probably not. But that's not to say we can't become that to begin with. And is that the right thing? I don't know, but it means that the club continues to develop and move forward. And that's the key. The club has to continue to move, move forward. So it has to come in, continue to move forward commercially, football-wise, community-wise, all those different elements. It has to continue to drive that forward, drive the business forward. We won three games out of five. That's why people didn't enjoy it. That's the yeah. fact. You can corn about yeah, match of the day and all yeah. this lot, and but the season before, yeah, if you're I not know scoring goals, you're not winning yeah. games, you're not enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Fact, that, that, that's the reason I don't want to go back. If we were, you know, throwing a few punches like we were the first season, everyone yeah. want to go back. It, yeah. That's the facts. Yeah, three wins out of forty. That was just yeah. great yeah. stuff, wasn't it? That's yeah, season. definitely. Yeah. I'd want to go yeah. back if we could be competitive. Correct. That's it. Let, yeah. Let's go back and let, let's learn and let's go. Yeah. Let's go again. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've always. I've always believed if the club sustained its Premier League position, I actually felt that we could win the FA Cup. I mean, you look at Watford and Man City. And well, we're it, it, but yeah. I actually believe <laughs> if we do, if yeah. we have a sustained. I'd say we're just to get in that position yeah. that Watford were in, though, yeah. to get to get beaten in an FA Cup final. You know, it's, I thought that this year went to Bristol and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, though, that just shows you the disparity yeah. between the the mm. top and the rest. Mm. Yeah, because the fact that an FA Cup final in our in our day and age has been won so comfortably is just yeah. tell you what it's the Bristol ridiculous. game did show Sean it showed what the work we've got to put in for next season and that, yeah. we, that, that was a real yeah. eye opener to me yeah. it's not because we're ex-Premier League club we will be yeah. there will be targets next year oh, we'll yeah, like definitely. it or not so I, I'm up for it and we've got to come out fighting yeah, absolutely got to find that identity come out fighting yeah. working class club let's go for it, it it needs one or two of those sort of dressing room characters back in amongst and I think that sort of got lost a bit. Yeah, yeah. Last season. Yeah, some people say Hef, you know, losing Hef. Yeah. The character. Yeah, it's, it's not all about Sometimes. what those players do at three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. It's about what they do Monday to Friday. Yeah, and that's, connections. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Yep. Excellent. I don't think there's anything anything else to add apart from thank you very much, Sean, for coming in. Uh, thank, thank you for you. adding Cheers, adding your thoughts. I'm Absolute sure pleasure. a lot of people will enjoy listening to what to what you've got to say during the last couple of hours and uh, again thanks for taking the time to come out I know you live over the other side of Halifax yeah, don't you so right, thanks yeah, for yeah. coming over to uh, Beyond Enemy Lines almost, you never say that it? to me I've got a troll back every week you know? <laughs> 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 now listen I mean uh, what you guys do keep doing it because it's fantastic and it, it, you know all the all the, all the fans that Peter O'Toole you know um, Danny G all these things are brilliant and it's what make Huddersfield Town Huddersfield Town yeah. and we've got to continue to do it we've got to encourage more and more and more you know so for me thank you on behalf of the club and um, you know what you guys do is appreciated and keep doing it for cheers thank you cheers. and obviously Sean you were on The Voice and uh, uh, does okay, Richard Cosmala want to be the voice and sing us out <laughs> not really but uh, <laughs> not, yeah uh, that's a no yeah. it's a no but just uh, thanks for coming, Sean, because Pleasure. Uh, it's Pleasure. we've had a real insight there, and thank you very much. Pleasure.
So you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy Just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type Make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type Christopher Schindler Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Duh.